Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. Down, down, down. Episode 35. Uh, with my very special guest, with, with one of my friends, one of the Ghost Scouts, uh, my assistant from the first three rounds of the 12-week online workshop. You've heard him on this podcast twice before as half of the Beef Bros. I'm talking about my man Alexander Lansang, but you know, as we're living in a very fluid world, a very progressive, evolving world. My man, Alexander Lansing, is actually in the process of transitioning. So we're not going to call him Alexander Lansing for the purposes of, uh, of artwork and his, his, his professional identity. He now is known as Bark the Dog. You know what I'm saying? A.K.A. Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus. So I've been told that Andrew Lansing is dead and buried, and uh, we are now discussing Bark the Dog, because it is indeed the year of Bark. Um, That is B-A-R-C, as listeners to this podcast will know, because the homie supports the podcast and gets a shout out on the episodes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my man Bark is very rowdy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we are kindred spirits in that way. And uh, we get into it on this podcast. We're getting hyped up, you know what I'm saying, as we do. We talk a lot. Uh, we, we chat a lot and, and go back and forth a lot during the week and shit. So uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty in tune and on the same wavelength. I think you can hear that in, the, in this podcast. There's a lot of laughing. And a lot of good old-fashioned friendship and camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? So that's what this podcast is about, you know? That's what this podcast will always be about, is just friends having conversations about creativity and pooping and throwing up and whatever else we talk about. Spooky shit, you know what I'm saying? We gotta know some spooky shit here. Um... Let's see, what else? Oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot last week... To tell everyone to go to GoShrimpGlobal.com and pre-order your Saraswati poster. You know what I'm saying? We've only got like, I think, maybe four pre-orders on the Saraswati poster. And I'm looking to get a minimum of ten to place the order. It's usually a good gauge to see if people are going to be into something to do a little pre-order session. So, um, if you want the Saraswati poster now or in the future, go order it because if we don't hit the, the, the minimum, um, you know, I'm going to have to think about whether I'm going to place that order or not. Um, I might not. So, um, if you want to see that poster made, 
um, go and order it. If you've already ordered one, don't worry. If we don't hit the quota, I'm just going to steal your money and say, fuck you. No, psych. I'm obviously going to refund your money. Um, uh, but I would love to get those posters made. Love to get those posters out. Um, but yeah, we need to get about 10 orders to cover the cost of the order so um go over there check them out they're they're gonna be really dope i ordered the fucking thick ass posters um 18 by 24 inches 10 point uh glossy cardstock um these are these are super dope posters you know i could do you know, nice, fragile art prints, but I like, I love a poster, I'm a poster guy, you know, I grew up with posters on the wall, you know what I'm saying, you get this, you throw the thumbtacks up on this shit, and you post it, you put this shit on your wall, you know what I'm saying, this is meant to be a robust poster that's gonna last you, um, you can throw thumbtacks in it, you can take it down, you can roll it up, you can put it back up next year, you can put some more thumbtacks in it, this shit isn't going to just rip. This is a thick, meaty beef stew of a poster. You know, if there was beef stew posters, this would be it. Um, so go over there and get your order in. Um, I'm trying to put that order in, like, you know, pretty much this week if we're going to stay on track to get them out um, mid-May. So, uh, that would be awesome. That'd be a great way to support the podcast as well. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, these, these side projects, um, not only help pay the bills, but help, um, subsidize, uh, you know, the creative projects that I like to work on, like my creative side projects. Um, and, uh, also, you know, just allows me to spend whatever amount of time I want to on my illustration jobs rather than saying, okay, I got a thousand dollars for this job. I got to get it out in a week or it's going to be not financially viable this way. When I'm doing these other side ventures, the podcast, the, the, um, the, the posters, the things of that nature that puts a little money in the bank to pad it out. And I can say, Hey, I can spend two or three weeks killing this illustration, um, you know, spend more time than I'm actually getting paid on the piece, which usually I do, you know, usually unless it's a tight deadline, unless the client needs it right away, I usually spend more time on it. I like to spend two or three weeks. The, the jobs I've been doing lately, um, have really only been, I uh, did a three day job and I'm about to wrap up a week job, a week long job for this beer label. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, uh, I think everybody's probably seen the, the t-shirt design I did for Black Math Studios, you know what I'm saying, um, down in Boston, uh, that shirt design came out super sick, that was a little three-day jam, um, pretty happy with how that turned out, and I posted up a little simple color version on the Instagram and the Facebook and the website, and um, I am going to be speaking there this Friday at their open house, you know, um, so uh, if you're in the Boston area, um, uh, hit up black math and see if you can roll through, you know, I'm doing an hour long talk to their, to their, um, to the studio. I don't think I'm going to be speaking at the open house. If, if, from my understanding, I'm speaking right before the open house, just to the studio, get everybody hyped up. You know what I'm saying? Do my do over there. Um, you know, I'm showing up in the jumpsuit, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm showing up in that motherfucking 
coverall jumpsuit, okay? Um, gonna gonna get everybody hyped up, and then I'm gonna chill for the open house, and you know, do a little, do a little, uh, make it make some new friends over there, hang out, do some partying, whatever. Um, connect with the Boston crew. Um, shout out uh, Ghost Scout Mamageddon. Um, I got uh, my homie Kevin Jack Poole from the 12-week online group workshops down in Boston. Uh, the homie Jacob Hamby, incredible cabin builder down in Boston. I got, you know, I mean, you know, born and raised in Mass. So, you know, there's some there's some peeps around. And, of course, a lifelong New Englander. So, you know, there's some peeps around the area. So if you want to get it, get down on it. Um, shout out, uh, get at me or get at black math. If you know me, get at me. And if you don't know me, um, get at black math studios and just ask them if, if coming to the open house is cool. Um, I think that they're like, you know, pretty open to whoever coming up to a certain amount of people. So, uh, check, check, check it out. That's going to be really fun. That's going to be this Friday. Um, so I will be, I will be uh, doing some, try to do some little behind the scenes action of that um, for the Behind the Foreskin series. Um, I just put up uh, two more mini-sodes. I put up a five-minute mini-sode and a ten-minute mini-sode um, on the Patreon uh, just this morning. Um, the, uh, wrapping up that, that shirt design and a little commentary on that. And then, um, going over the sketches of my new, uh, illustration job for, for the, um, brewing company up in, uh, Maine, in Norway, Maine, um, uh, for the homie Erica, um, going over the sketches and then sharing the pencils and then, uh, time-lapse of the first inking session that all just went up today. So, um, again, if you want to get in deep, if you want to see, uh, me in action and, and hear what I think about and what I'm, what I'm kind of executing when I'm doing my, my illustration jobs and just whatever other wacky stuff bubbles up. Um, you know, I've been documenting it in my behind the foreskin series, which, uh, all the mini sods are posted up on the Patreon and then, um, the, uh, the full episodes come out on the YouTube channel. So check it out. Of course, there's the full, um, first episode, 25 minutes long, um, on there. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. That is of the Saraswati piece, the whole making of the Saraswati piece, uh, which is pretty epic. And uh, another side piece I was doing along with it. And, um, and, uh, yeah, continuing to document the process, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's about it. Um, this is a banger of a podcast. We did, we did like an hour and 40, so we'll just, uh, we'll just get right over to it. Um, just got a couple new, uh, shout outs to give for the Patreon. Um, you always get your, at the, if you're, if you're, if you're pledging at the shout out level, you get your first shout out up front, you know what I'm saying? And then of course all the rest are at the back of the pod, like credits in an epic movie, right? So, um, big shout outs coming in at $2 per podcast. We got Ethan Worthington. You are very worthy of some beef stew, my friend. So get yourself a hearty bowl of beef stew. Pull up a nice pop, piping hot bowl of beef stew for this podcast and enjoy it because we really get into it and it's uh, it's a very filling podcast. 
Um, and then, oh, going above and beyond, we've got another $5 per podcast contributor. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Uh, so we got another Big Beef Stew shout out going out to Johan Elverby. <laughs> that was a good one. Johan Elverby. I had to look at that while I was shouting it out because that's kind of like, there's. it's really close to a couple other names that you're more used to saying. Johan Elverby. That's a cool name, man. Shout out. Or woman or whatever you are. Alien, you know what I'm saying? Fake government employee. Um, Eavesdropping on this podcast, you know, to, you know, see what secrets we're revealing, you know, on this, on this truth telling podcast. We're getting to the bottom of it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh. Without further ado, let's kick it over to my man. Blah, 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 blah. Without further ado, let's kick it over to my man, AWOL1. Here we are once again with the returning guest. You've been on the pod a few times. Bark the dog. Yes, sir. Here yeah, I am. AKA Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus. Yes, the loop is dusty. I guess that would be the way to say it. Dusty Lupus, AKA, AKA, AKA Bark the Dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, welcome to the podcast once again. This is your third appearance, yet you haven't been on solo joint yet. So this is your first solo foray into the pod. Yes, the first solo pod for me. Cheers. And we're also kind of colleagues. Are we? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's an honor. I'm just, what? Yeah, because we worked together on uh, this past... I, I was trying to th- remember, when was the first workshop? Was that... Well, now we're in 2018, but were all three um, w- workshops last year? Were they all in 2017? I think it was. I think they were. Um. Yeah, it feels like it's already been two years though. Just like cause... the first one must have been in the like the spring or something of so early last year. Yeah, or no, did early. I start it out in the in Actually, the? I can't. Maybe we started in the winter. Maybe it was in the winter because I feel like it was like or the fall. I mean, because maybe because I think we were. I think I was in the in the um in the camper for the mm-hmm. for the first mm-hmm. one. I can't remember. I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, started off with some super boring uh, details. Um, uh, we've done the. You've been my assistant in all three rounds of the twelve-week online group workshop, and um, we were just uh, text chatting, face chatting the other day, and I was asking you if you felt like um, the you know being a being being involved in the workshop all this past year 
was like upping your level of hypeness because I was thinking like, man, I think this like really up my level of hypeness running the workshop. And then, you know, your, your shit has been blowing up and super hype and your, your, your productivity has been super high this past year. And I was like, damn, I wonder if Alex feels the same thing. Cause we're, we're like, we're in there just like hyping people up and like getting people to think about all these things. And then at the same time, I'm starting to think about all these things. Like I'm like, I'm kind of being more on point with like my planning and preparation yeah. and like sharing work and like thinking of new shit to, to do, you know, like I'm like, I'm, I'm like taking our own advice that we're like doing in the workshop yeah. as we're doing it. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't really realize that that was going to happen. But um, like, what do you feel about that? Um, I mean, yeah, first of all, yeah, it's like awesome. Like this, the workshop has definitely been a huge, like huge fuel to, to, to the jet that I'm fucking flying right now. But, um, I don't think it's as much as you because you're interacting, interacting with people on the weekend and you get that direct energy from them. Right. And I'm, I'm in there commenting, um, and just seeing all their work definitely gives me more fuel, but you're on another level with, with that fueling you. So that's why I said to you the other day, I was like, yeah, you know, it does fuel me, but I think for me, it's more of all this success is just, I'm just riding the waves. I'm like getting yeah. into this mindset of like, oh, this is happening. You know, like even like, I think the workshop was definitely a huge jump off point. And it's like an honor to, to help you um, with this. And, you know, and, you, and that you think that I can like, have the right to give these people critiques, you know, cause that's, that's a very, you know, personal thing, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The critique thing is weird, and like in in camp yeah. and stuff, I would kind of avoid. Like we would give feedback and stuff, but it'd be more just like encouragement. And but but yeah, but because yeah, yeah. because people are coming to the workshop and paying for it and investing in it, that's that's really you know I've really had to step up like how to do sure. useful critique and figure out on my own like what that means for me. And yeah, that's definitely something that I feel like I've gotten way better at through the through the workshop um trying to figure out good positive ways to give critiques because i always kind of had a negative negative right. like like association with critiques because there's so much bullshit in art school and stuff and uh i was just like uh this is like i never found them that useful like i always like like building with the homies who are like on your same wavelength and level but like for sure I just remember being in class with a bunch of kids who like wouldn't even turn in their work and then they'd be up there like fucking criticizing your work and you'd be like, dude, you don't even understand like what I'm trying to do here. Like, <laughs> this is such a joke. So, but yeah, figuring that out was good. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I'm doing the, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when we're doing the workshop, I'm doing the, the, um, every, chats, every chats. Sunday I do one-on-one -on -one chats with each student. And yeah, that's like a definite, like, getting like me trying to figure out how to hype them up and motivate them and exactly. like and like inevitably people will run into snags and stuff and different 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 areas of the workshop and different assignments and trying to figure out how to get people unstuck and and mm -hmm. you know figuring like what like because some people want like the real like direct like raw criticism and then some people who like just aren't as like in, aren't as like developed in their stuff it doesn't make sense to give them like the like the like this could destroy you critique like like you need to like right, step right, it up right. or like yeah. you know i don't know it's like i mean i'm not in, i'm not into like that kind of like tough love but like if someone's like really good like i will be more or not really good but like more advanced in their pursuit yeah. like they've been working at it a long time and they've been communicating to me that they're like stuck and they really want this breakthrough i'll be really digging deep to think to think like 
what can I say oh, that will like shake it loose for them? So to be more just like pointed with it or something like that. But, but yeah, yeah and, and I feel like the point of, of let's say we're using the word critique, but the point of us getting in there and commenting on their stuff is to just make it better. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's improving and saying, hey, this would be cool if you did this. Exactly. And technically, we'll technically we'll say things like, hey, that thing's a little off. Let's do this, blah yeah. blah blah. But you know, it's it's just to make the piece better, and you know, we we do that with everybody, and, and yeah. you know, yeah. all our friends yeah. and our friends work like, hey man, that's dope. What if you did this? You know, and just brainstorming, and you don't have to do it at the end of the day. You know, but we're just suggesting cool ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we've done a good job of creating like a super positive environment but like one where like where you want to be motivated to keep up and like and like stay yeah, keep yourself sure. accountable which is i think what you want i think that's powerful that's so, something i have that that's in me is like this competitive nature i'm super like competitive and when i was doing the the workshop in the beginning in the first workshop um i actually wanted to join it and you're like hey why don't you why don't you help me with the workshop and then you can also do it for free right i was like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and when I saw other people's work, I'm like, damn, I need, a, I need to fucking get my shit up, you know? So it's that good, it's that, it's that good comp competitive nature, you know? Yeah. That yeah. it creates, you know? Yeah, that inspiration where you're just seeing what exactly. everybody's doing, and you know, like we 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 definitely cultivate that in the Ghost Scouts with you know with with our with our you know we have the private online group where people are posting work, and you know we talk about this all the time, but people be just be posting up dope pieces, and you're like, oh my god, like you know, we gotta fucking I gotta step it up, and and dude, this year 2018 has been the year of bark, and you've definitely been cranking it out and being been super pumping me up like. Like, holy shit, like Alex is fucking just killing it. And uh and 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 the the latest videos you've been doing are so good and so entertaining <laughs> and so creative. Like, you know, uh I love it when people get creative with the branding, you know. There's so many people have so, just follow uh -huh. the same path when it comes to branding. So I always love it when people break out and get create as creative with their branding as they are with their work, you know, which is something that I'm just super into. So yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, it's really been taking off, and I'm I'm surprised, man. And it goes back to that thing of what I said earlier: is just riding waves and following what people are reacting to, you know. Yeah. Um, and the branding, the branding, I like. I hate the word branding because it makes it sound like it's not part of your art. You know? Right. I, I I try. I really try to consciously think of it as this is an extension of this is just another piece. These videos I'm doing, they're literally just commercials. Totally. But I try to make them into. I have this. I have this character called Bruce Biggums of Bark News, and he's he's reporting what's in the world of Bark. And like one of the best comments I got at, at Mocha, I did Mocha this year. Shout out to Alfonso who hooked me up with that. That was fucking awesome of him. Yeah. Um, but Ghost one Scout, of the best Ghost comments. Psych Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then one of the best comments I got was that, that um, Bark's not just a cartoon dog; it's the world. You know, it's like, it's just not a regular cartoon dog. You know, it, I try to really show the world around him. And he's just kind of a vehicle yeah. that I attach myself to. And like, at New Year's Day, um, I'm a fucking loser. I didn't go out. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I stayed home and I was like, I'm going to commit to bark 100%. It's year of the dog. It's year of bark. I'm changing all my shit to bark the dog and, and going 100% committing on this fucking brand. You know, but but this vehicle that I'm using to to build my world around and really show everybody like, hey, this is the world he lives in. And I'm trying to right now with those videos and all this promotion is just 
and all the smarts is just um, kind of blend reality with the with the the world I have inside my mind. Yeah. You know? So that's yeah. where that's so that's when the, that bark news comes in. It's reporting live, but it's 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 a it's a promotion for a, for a display I have at, at a store. Blah blah blah. You know. So it's like it was taking it to that level of of branding and really committing. I think a huge thing I've learned this year is committing to something is is huge. You know, it, it'll take it there. Yeah, going all in on one direction rather than having like yeah, a stable of characters sure. and trying different stuff. Yeah, I remember you said that. You're like, I'm going all in on Bark this year. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be cool. And yeah, you've just like, you've knocked it out of the park. And so you, you glossed over it real quick or, or mentioned it real quick, but you have a, you you just got a the opportunity to set up a display case of Bark uh, in toy tokyo which is you were trying to tell me about it it's like a very popular you were like you don't know about this shit fuck your shit it's like the poppin it's like the pop it's like the poppin toy store in uh the poppin like art toy store in in nyc that's that's the deal i'm telling you man it's just this is such a huge deal for me i'm so like again i'm so honored to be a part of it yeah um when i when i was in college i used to drop by there and look at you know like you know who causes yeah so I used to pop by there and look at cause toys, and I saw this huge, like five foot cause toy. It was like six hundred dollars back yeah, in the day. Yeah, probably was. I think it was like two thousand or whatever. But I had this six hundred dollars, and now it's like ten thousand dollars. So I used to go there and look at the coolest toys, like old damn old Godzilla toys, old Voltron toys, and like you know all these new art art toys like around English and uh, cause, and they got Murakami stuff. But it's it's just so cool, and and that and I got that opportunity because I was. After Mocha, the reaction was so good, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta use this, this fire that I got from Mocha, and just, just take a shot, and then go over there. I stopped over there, and I showed him my setup at Mocha, and I, and I showed him the plush that I had, and I was like, hey, do you guys, would you guys want to do like a, a, a display or an event, or, or you know, I have some, I have I had a couple pins already there, so I had a small relationship, but I just, you know, I just took a shot, and I brought all my stuff in, and I said, hey, uh, I can make something cool. Let's do it. Yeah, and they were definitely down, you know. So that's awesome. That's great. That's a sick opportunity, man. I know you were telling me when you got it. You're like, dude, I'm in this spot. This is so fucking dope. Yeah, I was so hyped. I'm so, I'm still so hyped about it, man. That's cool. So, what are you? What products do you have available at the at the at the store? So I set up I set up a mini a mini uh, laboratory because the latest comic book I just came out with Bark is, is called Bark Labs. And so I'm doing these series, these series of illustrations and, and just whatever it turns into, you know. Um, I just, I think you said this is um, kind of vaguely is that I don't, you don't know where you're going to go with things, but you just see where people are reacting and then you just take it there and, you know, just keep, I kind of like, this act of stumbling upon what you're going to do next, you know, keeps it exciting. Yeah. Keeps it fresh. Yeah. Cause like I've, I've, I even when drawing comics, I've planned out a whole comic, but it was just so boring to create. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that idea of the, and that's why I always talk about that with my drawing. Like I do a really loose sketch, but uh, like then I get in and I make all my fun discoveries on the paper. Yeah. Like I'm along for the ride like watching this movie develop. And I think that's the funnest way to do it. Cause just like you said, if sometimes if you plan something too meticulously and you're like, all right, I got it all fucking figured out. And then you sit down and do it and you're like, oh man, now I'm just like, 
doing this like it's not that fun you know so like yeah i think i think to be a a creative artist you always want to leave an element that keeps you super engaged i think the more i think the more the more you get comfortable with the creation process the more you can like leave up to that like that like intangible creative magic and sit down and trust it and go, I don't need to know exactly where I'm going right now mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to, I'm just going to enjoy the process and I'm going to see where it goes. And I think you get into way more interesting territory that way. Cause you're having fun. You're being surprised just like yeah. when someone sees that piece for the first time, you're kind of going through that process the whole time you're making it, which to me is like, the most engaging, you know, that's, that's, that's always For to sure. me the most fun of the and creative that, process. And that goes beyond just drawing, you know, like, like you see, I've, I've done, I did this Bark Lab series and, and through that process, I've, I've thought of the next, just, just like the beginning of the next series. And I purposely don't go and attack it yet until I'm, until this whole thing's finished. But, um, it goes beyond just drawing, you know, like I started doing these videos and people are reacting to it and it's, it, I didn't plan on doing these videos. They just, they just happen. And, you know, it, it goes beyond just pen and paper, you know, you can take it different places and, and, you know, go, go with your merch and go, go with your videos, your promotion and social media and whatever, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to just explore it. And again, surprise, I think I told you, I, I sent you a message. I was like, yo, surprise. You know, yeah. I've been trying to also consciously um, think about surprise. How can I surprise my audience? How yeah. can I surprise myself? What's something different? You say this a lot. What's something different that people haven't seen before? You know, at least from an illustrator, mm-hmm. or you know, just like doing, try to surprise people. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means to you, you know? yeah, no, I love that when you said that I was like, oh yeah, that's that's so true, and I definitely I love that idea. I think that's crucial. because. Because yeah, you you might surprise somebody with your drawing, but if you're actually thinking about, hey, I gotta surprise these people, you know, surprise motherfuckers. Yeah, come up with something that's really gonna be like, oh shit, like yeah. a, a good reveal, it. a good reveal. Exactly. You know, that's keep like, it, keep it, and hold it, and, and you know, like hype it up, and, yeah. and like, create yeah. this mystery, and then oh boom, here we go. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I think that's super smart. I think that's a great business move. Dude, I'm so hyped. I got these AirPods on. I'm fucking shadow boxing in my living room right now. <laughs> You got the air you got the airpods in and you're just fucking there doing some doing That's some a fucking huge, karate I'm facing, I'm facing around, dude. I'm facing around. Oh my god, man. I'm so hyped up, man. I'm old fashioned. I'm old fashioned. I'm tethered to this. I'm, I'm yeah, plugged man. in. I'm you're tethered. Like you know what I'm saying? If my house started to burn down, I wouldn't even be able to get out. I'd be trapped by the cord on my headphones. I'd be tangled up in it. If you take anything away from this podcast, buy, save up all the money that you have and buy AirPods and, and try not to lose if them. If you go to, go to apple.com and type in <laughs> shrimp ghost, <laughs> you receive 10% off AirPods. Yeah. yeah, we're not sponsored by them, but, <laughs> but it could work. It might work yeah. in an alternate dimension. It will work. And there is a dimension in an infinite reality. There's a dimension where people are listening to this podcast where that does work. So I, I'm in it. I'm all in on it. Dude, I think about alternate dimensions all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you think about them? I think about I think about like the other day, just simple stuff. If I crossed the street at this time, I could have died. And like, if, for example, the other day I was getting hit by a car. I was like, oh fuck, in another dimension, I definitely just died. 
<laughs> in another dimension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's true, man. It's kind of spooky. It's definitely kind of spooky. It is true. He said it's true, so it's true. It is true. It is true. There's <laughs> always a place that is true. <sighs> yeah, I like thinking yeah. about spooky stuff. Did you tell a spooky story on the podcast yet? Did you tell anything? You didn't, right? Do you have any spooky stories? No, I have. Um, I have like two stories that I tell a lot. I'm, one was the scaredest I've ever been in my life. Uh huh. And one, one I've been to jail. That wasn't that spooky. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a very short graffiti career, like you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yours was more eventful because you got you got busted. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, hardcore. So, you so, like you paid your dues, bro. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Like I was I was out with my boys and we like we're into street art. We're like yeah, let's fucking do some street art because we're fucking badass and shit, right? So we're going up on the rooftops and we we were like really bombing shit for 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 like a couple of weeks. And we're like, damn man, we're pretty gangster right now, tagging over people's shit, like, doing some crazy shit. And then the week after. We get we get a little tips. We get a little tipsy. Um, we head over to Soho and get like some whiskey. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking bomb this fucking construction site right here. And my boy's like, all right, I'm gonna look out. Like, you got me? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I go over to this construction site. I start like fucking bombing this base that I was doing. And out of nowhere, these two guys come up to me and they're like, put your shit down. I'm like, fuck. And my my boy's just gone. Oh, oh shit! Oh man! Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. So so they like they they say you're coming with us. I got my backpack, go in the car. And uh, the guy was like, "You should have ran." Actually, I'm like, "Bro, you, I should have ran." You guys are huge. You're gonna tackle me and shit. I didn't say that in my head. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Um, and then whatever they take me down to. They Wait, why did he say to- that? Did he say like they can't chase you or they wouldn't have chased you or something? I guess they wouldn't have chased me, but I was, I don't know. I was, I was like, I'm not going to run. I hear people get tackled and shit, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I was, they already, they already got me. I felt like so. Yeah. But I guess in the future, just run. That's what I learned. Life yeah. lesson. Yeah. Um, so they take me down to, they take me down to Soho and they're telling me that this is where we take the celebrities. I'm like, oh shit. Fucking Soho celebrity jail. And, uh, this one kid's in there and he was chill. He got, he got, he got locked up for, um, Faking checks. Oh, but he shit. was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a fucking rookie mistake. Um, and he he said he said he got he got locked up for for forging checks, but he was cool. We were the same age, and we watched like anime and and. Uh, Wait, what does forging checks mean though? Does that mean like he was just writing bad checks, or he was like making fake Dude, checks? This guy's a, this guy's a fucking idiot. He's like a he, counterfeiter. Yeah, yeah, you know, he would just write his own checks and try to cash out a bank. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant he was like, he had like a press and he's like, he's in a basement like cranking out like fraudulent checks or something. Like, that no, would no, be cool. No, no, no. Bro, that's, 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 uh, that's fucking advanced. This guy was Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's like his, um, his, his number, his mom's like number and address is like on the checks he's writing. It's like his mom's checks. Exactly, exactly, exactly. He didn't get into it, but, but yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then we, we were joking around and we started doing like push-ups. We're like, yeah, we got to waste time and shit. But, and I thought I was going to be out of there for, in like two hours. So I didn't call nobody. And, um, and eventually 
six hours later, they move us to Chinatown, the tombs, oh, where the shit. fucking the real holding cells are. And they didn't put us with like the murderers or anything, but we were with a bunch of people who like got into fights and you know jumped over certain turnstiles. There's a couple of people talking about Illuminati, yelling like the fucking government, blah blah. Oh shit! Blah, so they call it they call yeah, it the to- so they call it the tombs. The tombs in Chinatown. Yeah. Oh, that um, sounds spooky, dude. This is like the next. Yeah, because you go this underground. Like a, yeah. You go you go underground, um, and yeah, there's all these there's all these cells. It's just like this cold metal, like, plate that they have around the wall, and then there's a bathroom in the middle, and it just covers your waist area. Oh my god! So you're, if you're, if you're, I didn't shit for three days. Wow. Um, you were there for three days. Yeah. Oh wait, and this is this is since I've known you, right? This was like this happened since we've known each other, uh, right? No, this was uh probably right before I came to camp. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, so so I I, I was locked in there for three days and with crazy people, like just we're just all trying to sleep. Everybody was cool. They would ask me like what I did and said I got locked up for graffiti and I guess you still get street cred. And I was the only Asian dude there, so they didn't really fuck with me. Yeah, white people. You guys got it rough a little bit. You guys, they were fucking picking on on you guys a little bit. Damn, I got but, um, lucky. I didn't get picked up that time. I was tagging on the wall. I would have been. They would have chewed me up well, in the tombs. Well, I mean, graffiti. You get street cred still, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's cool. Um, but yeah, I was in there for three days, and they only fed us fucking peanut butter sandwiches Ugh. or cheese sandwiches oh, on grilled. Oh god, no vegan stuff. Um, <laughs> no vegan, just slander, just toss that in. <laughs> um, no, no vegan jail, and then and then for drinks, milk, Ew. no water, Ew. just milk. Ew. I'd rather so have I, water. I it, I, yeah, I thought it was to make you shit, but it's. I guess that stuff makes you not shit apparently. Oh right, yeah, well, yeah, because dairy constipates you. I didn't know that. I was like, damn, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit, but I don't have to. Damn, shit. that would be tough for the vegans, man. They would have to drink milk and eat cheese sandwiches, or well, they could, <laughs> pe- they could. I guess the peanut butter is the vegan option because they can eat that. Is but they but they can't do the bread. The re- I think sometimes regular bread has some shit in it. So they just gotta lick the peanut butter off the spread. Damn, vegans don't go into the tombs. Don't go into jail. Yeah. Don't get, but 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 yeah, I thought I was gonna be like super scared, but. It was pretty chill. Um, I just learned patience too, because man, I thought I was gonna fucking get out. In two did seconds. you carve? Did you carve the three days into the wall? Did you carve like no. three notches into the wall? Dude, I don't do that shit. <laughs> That's just in the movies, dude. That's not real. <laughs> get real. I just, I literally just sat there and and like tried to sleep. It was super boring. So did you pee while you were there? Yeah, that was very awkward. So you're just, just sitting there? You sat down to pee? No, I didn't, no, I didn't sit down. You stood up and people were just looking at your junk? I stand up. No, no, no. You could. They, so when you stand up, it's like, it's a big block. It's like a big square. Yeah. So you, so yeah, it's, it's from, you sta- from standing up to sitting down, it's, a, it's like a block. They can see your ankles. Oh, oh okay. So that was that. Wow. And then... The, the scariest moment of my life. Do you want to hear that? Yeah. Literally the scariest moment of my life. I was, I was in, this was probably freshman year of college. And I was seeing this girl that I was seeing in high school still. So she was a senior already. So this is legal. Completely legal. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and my cousin was my cousin was over from California, and he said, and I I get this text from this girl. She's like, yo, come over. My parents are at a party. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yo, cousin, I gotta I gotta go real quick to do my thing. He's like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I go run over there, summertime, sprinting over there, and whatever, we're getting into it. And then she hears the garage door open. I'm like, oh, fuck. And she pushes me into the closet. So I'm like R. Kelly right now. Oh, God, dude, don't say that. Don't yeah. say that. He's not, I think, oh, he's okay. not, I think he's messed up again. Didn't he mess up again? Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's, that's the trapped in the closet. That's not PC. Um, that's not PC these days. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. sorry so. Um, so, yeah, I'm in the closet, and her mom comes up and starts talking to her. Oh, damn. Know, this fuck. is like R. Kelly. I'm sorry. I'm super scared. I'm, I'm in the closet, and I'm trying not to move because there's, like, all these dresses with plastic on them. Like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Oh, God. Dresses shit. It's so noisy. You know, but and it's the classic closet with the with the blades, whatever those things are. That oh my through. god! Yeah, yeah, the, uh, I can but, see uh, them the yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, "Why are you? Why you have your shirt off?" And she's like, "It's hot. It's the summertime, right? Whatever." And she's like, "I'm about to take a shower." That's what she told her mom. So she goes to take a shower, and I'm in the closet while her mom's looking around. She knows. Oh she no! Because like, my my shoes were in the front, so she's looking around the room. I'm like fuck, and then she comes. She comes out. I'm like, okay, if I just run and jump out the window, this is a second second flight of the stairs, but I might not die. But I didn't. I just stayed in the closet. She looked under the bed, whatever. She comes out of the. This girl comes out of the, um, the fucking shower, and that now they're they're speaking in Greek. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> I am. I am fucked. Oh, no. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. And I'm, and I'm like getting cramps because I'm trying not to move so hard, dude. Um, and eventually, she just opens the closet. And I'm like, oh, no. And it's like, I'm like shaking. I'm like, no. Oh, Wait, the mom did? The mom opened the closet? Yeah, mom just opens the closet out of nowhere. And she's like, my daughter's a slap, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And, and I was cool with her parents. So I would go over for dinner and shit. Yeah. Um, and she's like, my daughter's a slap, blah, blah. And and I had to I had to run home in my boxers. Oh my god, that's yes. hilarious! And and I go back to my cousin. I'm like, this was the worst day. Wait, why didn't you just take your pants? She took your pants. The mom. It was I. I it was my my pants were like thrown in the room, so I didn't. I just left. I just left because wow. it was super dramatic. Right, and, and right, right. Yeah, you just had to get the, the fuck top. out of there. I was super scared. I gotta go. I gotta go. Like I, I don't know what to do. You know, so I just left. I ran home. I went to my cousin. Like, this was not a good idea, man. I just tell him to do that. Like, it was a fucking awful day. And then I would always be super scared around town. Like, if I saw her car, I'd be like, oh, fuck, she's going to run me over. Oh, shit. The mom is just out to get you? Yeah, but it was okay. It was fine. I, I didn't see her ever again. Damn. The- but what happened with your relationship with the girl? That was it? We just continued in the car. <laughs> Excellent. <Yeah. laughs> yep. As as teenagers do, as teenagers do. Yeah, I yeah. definitely got. I don't think. I guess I've gotten a couple blowjobs in the car as a grown up, but almost entirely lot lot a lot more as a uh, teenager. There's a lot of car sex going on. I guess it makes sense. I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you get your car. That's it's like a mobile your, sex it's studio. Private, yeah, it's a private. It's your room. It's your living space yep you know that's kind of gross when you think about buying used cars 
oh my god i've never thought about that yeah i never did till just now now because i've only ever bought used cars i wonder how much sex was happening in those cars i've never i'm about to get a new used car and black light it you got to bring a black i'm getting a detailed i'm getting a detailed song (laughs) you definitely got to bring the black light bro throw it on there it'll just light up it's like just like fucking jack it like it lights up like a jackson pollock painting in there Oh my god! Splatters everywhere. It's all over the place. <laughs> oh god! So nothing spooky ever happened, though. Nothing. You never had anything supernatural, or that was, that was pretty spooky. Um, um, not really, man. I mean, I've always, I've always been. Well, I mean, we used to go out, and I live in Jersey. And as a kid growing up in New Jersey, there's not much shit to do. Did you go out in the Pine Barrens? Oh, actually, yeah. There's, no, no, no. That's like, that's South Jersey, bro. We're fucking North Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> we don't fuck with those hicks. We don't fuck, yeah. Um, but we used to get these magazines called Weird New Jersey. Uh-huh. Have you heard that? No. Okay, so so we would try to go to these locations once we went to Devil's Tower, right? And so supposedly if you go to Devil's Tower, and I'm, I'm super spooked out because as a kid, my uncles would tell me super crazy Philippine like fucking ghost stories of like a, a vampire woman that that's pregnant and her baby comes out of her vagina and like bites you type of shit. So this is like, I'm already spooked out already. That's mm-hmm. like, that's that's where the spook spook uh, spook genes come from. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. I want some juicy fucking Filipino fucking superstitions here, dude. Nah, man, I, I left there because the fuck the fucking southern jungle Asian region is fucking. That's some real. That's some real ghost shit. That's what I'm I saying. I don't fuck with that shit. Okay, so now, you know I what? Bet now, Daniela, I bet Daniela. Uh, I, I bet. I bet Ghost Scout Ashley Blades. Shout out to Ghost Scout oh, Ashley Blades. I oh. bet she got some good ones. I bet she brought a fucking ghost attached to her. Oh, came. when she came to camp, there's oh, like some kind of crazy. 100%. Yeah, there's a Filipino devil baby up there waiting to fucking <laughs> pop out of a tree yeah, vagina sure. and fucking bite somebody. Um. Damn, I was thinking of something. But yeah, we would go to we would go to, to um, places in this magazine. So we went to Devil's Tower. And if you drive backwards six times around it, the devil's supposed to come out. Didn't happen. And you guys did it? We did it. Didn't were you happen. freaking out? Were you free were you like, yeah, oh yeah, was gonna you happen? Know, you know, we're like kids like, oh shit, fuck. Oh, shit. You know, like just freaking out, but nothing happens. We went to we went to this place called it's not PC anymore, but just referencing what the magazine said. And we went to a place called Midgetville. That was pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really. I don't know why. It was really spooky. Just just like because I have a good imagination. You know, we're illustrators. We can imagine things. Um, and yeah, I just did just the thought of like little people. Mad at you for trespassing yeah. in this small town. Yeah, that's spooky to me, man. That's Is that weird. what happened? You went there and they all got super pissed and chased you out. No, everybody was normal sized and uh, all the houses were just smaller. Oh, oh okay, it's not <laughs> spooky at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fuck, I was thinking I had another, I had another thing. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll find it. Wait, what was the? But Devil's Tower, that's not the one from uh, Close Encounters, right? Because that's not in Jersey. No, no, no. Okay. We also had Devil's Tree, which uh-huh. was actually behind my middle school. Yeah. And I, somebody just, just, just nailed a board with painted blood on it. Oh shit! 
that spooked me out too, man. I get yeah. spooked easily, man. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, no, oh. When you're a kid, there's so much spooky stuff. I oh, love yeah. It. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, okay, well, I remember there's that. the whole, there's all the Jersey Devil shit. Like, that's like a big thing. Yeah. I just listened oh, to oh, the, oh. New, the new episode of Last Podcast on the Left was all about the Jersey Devil. I just listened to that this morning. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about the Jersey Devil, but I know that there's a shack in a, in a park near my house that it's supposed to live in. Or one of the apartments. Just renting out. <laughs> That's so funny. They're like, dude, if you know someone from Jersey, they're going to have some information about the Jersey Devil for you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Everyone has their story. <laughs> but here's a, here's a pretty spooky. Nothing ever came of it, but when I used to live in the Bronx, um, I uh, every now and then I would see plastic bags with chicken bodies and chicken heads on the street. Yeah. And just left it there. That's, you know what that is? That's some dark voodoo shit. Yeah, you know? for sure. Voodoo? I don't yeah. fuck with voodoo. What, is, the, what is what is the term for voodoo in the Philippines? They have a different word or what? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just say it's voodoo. 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 It's just faster. Yeah, it's just it's just in the accent, you know. Oh shit, voodoo. Did you fuck with that shit? No, it's voodoo. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, they probably have their own fucking black magic shit. I don't know what what they got there in the Philippines. They just got fucking weird shit. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get we gotta get Daniela on the pod, uh, giving us the giving us the lowdown. When Marley was on when Marley was on the pod talking about the Ecuadorian fucking white and black magic, that was legit, bro. Oh yeah, she's legit. Though. Yeah, she's, she's like in the it. ceremonies yeah. and shit. Yeah, she's. Her, her 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 ancestors were like wizards or something. I love my it. ancestors were like were like picking rice and like making banana trees and shit. Yeah. So they don't fuck with that shit. They stay away from that. Yeah. Wow. And when you go back, because you go back every year to chill with your fam in the Philippines, yeah. Yeah, my dad's out there. Um, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a good life. If, if you can, it's 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 kind of sad because there's a lot of poverty there, but yeah, like a, a middle. Uh, a uh, working class here is, is is pretty wealthy over there, so so I have a good time when I go there. Yeah, um, just beaches and, and so there's so many activities you can do for for really cheap. I'm actually trying to go over there and uh, do some production for a bar stuff. Oh, um, that's I, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to get some plushes done and and uh, maybe some toys if it's possible. Sick. Yeah. So give us the evolution of the bark character. I wanted to get that yeah. out of wax. Um. So I started drawing Bark because I was inspired by my friend's dog, who's a blue-nosed pit. And I never had a dog, um, but it, it turns out this is way better because you don't have to pick up parts of dog's shit. <laughs> um, dogs yeah, live forever, weird. dude. Dogs live forever, dude, too, because like, I got my dogs when I was like building my first cabin, like fucking, like I was like in my early twenties and now I'm like in my late, I'm like, well not late, but I'm like what? 37 or whatever. Like I still have Damn. these fucking dogs. Like it's like my life is totally different now. And I like still have these dogs to take care of. It's like insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just started drawing bark randomly and he would, he would start to appear. He would just be a regular nonsense character that I would draw. I wasn't really into it yet. That was, that was probably like four years ago. Um, and he would just appear in my drawings. Maybe he'll be a, a graffiti on the wall in a drawing or he'll be a dog you know, over to the side. And he, he just kept 
like personally, I just liked drawing him, and he kept evolving and changing a little bit. Um, and eventually, it became like drawing. I would say this, it became like drawing cubes in math class. Mm-hmm. I would just it would be formulaic and, and very easy for me to draw. And um, I drew more and more. Then this year, 2018, I decided to take him on 100%. When did you first, When what was the year that you first started drawing Mark? Let's see, it's 2018 now, so probably 2014. I have like the earliest um, time-stamped picture or sketch of him. You know? and, and where was that in reference to when you came to camp? Because you came to camp with... Oh, no, no, you didn't have the Bark comic. You did, I, you, or did you? I didn't have the comic, but he was... I had planned to release the comic that I, I had had probably started um, drawing and thinking about the comic already because yeah. I came to to the camp with side effects. Right. But but I, when I released side effects, I released the bar comic at the same time. Right. And side effects was so, the was the Doc Op and Pill Pal comic yeah. that you have available. Exactly. And yeah, and that's toys, still in the same with world. Toys. It's, exactly. Yes, it's still in the same world. Um, yeah. That, that's another thing I like to do, man. And I think a lot of people obviously like to do is, is just to spread their universe across the work that they do, you know. And it's all this form world that you're, that you're building and showing. Um, but yeah, it must have been 2013, maybe even that the earliest Bark stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. I wish I dated stuff more. I just don't like the way it looks when I write it. Yeah, time. no, I don't date work. Yeah, someone told me not to date work one time, and I thought, mm, that makes sense. Oh, yeah? You're not, people told you not to? Just someone was like, don't date your work. That's cheesy. And I was like, eh, it is kind of cheesy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is kind of cool to just know. And it's actually, nice. in the beginning, I did. Early on, the ones where I signed my initials, DRJ, when it was Daniel Rogers James. Uh-huh. Um, when I did DRJ, I would. Do, so, like, so, like, there's some 04, 05 pieces that are dated. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems kind of like weird and make like I, think, it, I don't know it's like it's kind of unnecessary information to enjoy the work like definitely it's cool to the artist later on but especially like you date it yesterday and like, you look at it and it says yesterday's date I don't know. It's, just, it's just not long enough that yeah. you can appreciate the yeah. time but it is nice to know when you have done something yeah yeah and if you're doing like i don't know i'm always like sometimes it's like hard for me to even like I have to put my signature in, in the beginning of the piece. Otherwise, like I might like draw it out, like where I can't even get it into a piece anymore. I'm like, fuck. So like trying to think of like getting a date in there too, would be like, this would be a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Something I wanted to talk about was like, I've always felt kind of um, self-conscious about my drawing skills mm-hmm. and, and drawing on paper, creating original artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually physically, Hard for me because I have sweaty ass hands all the time. Because I'm just fucking like got anxious, competitive energy all the time. It's just <laughs> really, really, your hands. hands are so wet that you have trouble drawing on paper. Yeah, it's much as shit. Yeah, yeah. It's oh my god, that's it's insane. Crazy. I never do that. That's hilarious. Dude. It's, it's actually like a. It's actually I'm like a mutant. It's it's like a very sucky superpower. Really? I can just activate. I can just activate it, and I can climb walls and shit. You have to be like a gymnast. You have to like wrap your. You have to like wrap your wrists, and then get like uh, get like the powder, like the chalk, chalk powder, chalk and like wrap. dip your hands in <laughs> chalk powder and shit. Then I can start drawing. Then I can start drawing. <laughs> but, but um, but but then I realized, you know, it's it's not a huge disadvantage. You know, I draw digitally, yeah. and a lot of people feel self conscious about that. Yeah. Um, but but you know, I think my my art goes beyond just 
you know, I'm obviously I'm, I do draw things, original artwork and paintings and stuff, but um, I don't think people should feel self-conscious. It's just a, it's just a thought that I had because I, I do sometimes. I feel like and, most, um, I feel like most people, or at least most like younger artists, do work fully digital now. Right, right, right. And I guess it's because I'm around like you and other people who do yeah. do a lot of original work. But um, I think you shouldn't, you know, and especially especially now I'm coming into my own, I'm realizing that my art is not just illustration. It's it's the world that I'm showing. It's the it's the merchandise. It's the the videos that I'm going to be producing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I'm, much more really about like, like your voice. Yeah, it's the it's the world, and it's, I kind of want to make this 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 show, you know, that that just Bark lives in, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, I've been really liking doing these videos. You definitely inspired me. To, to do it, I just took just took me a while to figure out how I'm gonna do it my own way. Yeah. Um, but it's been really fun. I really like this uh, this latest video that I put out the with the bark news and the character called uh, Bruce Biggles. Yeah, so, Bruce Biggles. So wait, so but that's the modern. So take us back. So you were you started drawing bark all the time, and then uh -huh. and then where did that like where does the comic come in and the toys? Because you have a bark action yeah, figure. Yeah. Yeah. Or non-action figure, I guess. That'd be funny if you called it a non-action figure, because it's like uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have any move. Moving, <laughs> it doesn't have any moving parts. <laughs> the next one, I'll have the tail, uh, opposable tail. That would be um, awesome. I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, I think I think I just I've always wanted a, a lot of artists want a kind of flagship character, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I've always tried to have that in the back of mind. Hey, let me you know, just keep making these characters. Maybe one will. Uh, maybe I'll fall in love with one. I think. I think. Again, going back to like being being locked up for three days—not a long time, but whatever. But like patience and waiting for things to catch. You know. Um, I know I'm going off track again, but I think this is important to say um, <laughs> that that um, you got to be patient because I, I didn't think bark was going to be my thing four or five years ago. Yeah. You know. Um, it became it. It became it. I, I took the reactions of people and. And I, be, I fell in love with drawing the character and I was patient to say, to commit. I was patient to commit to to build the brand. You know? Yeah. I, again, I hate using that language, but it's just to to help articulate what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I was drawing Bark and then he would show up in drawings. Then I came up with that comic, The Story of Bark Number 1, which... Um, doesn't have a sequel yet, but I think um, that was that was a story that that I wanted to really jump Bark off of. You know, it's, that was the first. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this character to the next level. You know, it's not just a character that shows up in random drawings. It's gonna be real now. It's gonna be. I'm gonna try to push it a little further. You know, I'm, I'm not still committed to it, but I'm gonna do something with this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so from there, I made I made a toy. I love. Toys, you know, to um, art toys, designer toys, um, vinyl toys, sofa bead, those are, that's like, I think that's the world that I want to live in um, with with my art. Um, I just really like making that kind of stuff, so so that came about. Um, you know, then I did some t-shirts, and um, eventually uh, I started drawing him more and more, posting stuff on my Instagram. I did Parktober last year. Um, which was a uh, four-panel comics every day for a year, mm -hmm. and I came out with, with the Barktober book this year, um, earlier this year, and then Bark Labs 
is the latest thing that I'm doing with him. So it's it, it seems like it's been a long time since I started, but I didn't do anything with him for the first two three years. Yeah. It's only been this last year and a half. Maybe because maybe it's good because I built him up. Yeah. You know, I built it. it, it I took the patience. And then I, I use the commitment to finally, oh, this world's already, it's pretty whole in my mind, you know? Yeah. Even though, even though I, I again, we leave it to surprise, we leave it to exploration and um, whatever we were saying in the beginning of this podcast, um, even though we leave it up to that, it's still more real every day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's cool. You know, letting it, it's something that we talk a lot about, letting things kind of develop organically. And, and like yeah. you said, the, the element of patience in there with not trying to force it, not needing something to be like fully formed the minute you think about it and ready yes, to go out yes, and blast out to people. It's like, you know, I mean, I've been I've been doing that with the Beehive Boy character in the background for like fucking endless years, seven or eight years. For sure. He started for sure, out, for sure. start showed up in the draw teria in like a couple of draw terias, and then I was like, oh, I kind of like this character, and then I started to show up in some illustrations, and I started to think about stories and write down notes for it, and then end up in more illustrations, and then I started to think, oh, I'm gonna make this into like like you said, like like my flagship character, and now I'm like working on the comic and stuff. So, you know, yeah. I don't think it's as important as how fast something comes together as like, I almost think the longer that as long as you're like using it for something, like as long as it's like popping up here. Keep and it there, alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, keep it, keep yeah. It like it's, it's slow momentum is still good momentum. You know, sometimes projects just take different lengths of time to like, to like mature. And sometimes like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like you're not ready to do a project quite yet. Like you have to oh, get 100%. to a certain point before you're ready to like fulfill the destiny of this project. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. And you know, another huge thing is timing. Yeah. yeah. Timing is a lot of people say timing is everything. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot is just logistical timing too. Like, Oh, yeah. now I actually have the opportunity to do this. I have the time to do this. I have the money to do this. Like, like yes, a lot of those, yes. a lot of those considerations too. So yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, and especially when you have something like that, you want to, you don't want to rush it. Like if something that you want to be like your, your character, like you want to let that develop on its own pace, I think, especially. Oh, definitely. definitely. Um, and I'm lucky, man. I'm lucky. I got this. So, so right now I work at a museum called Gulliver's Gate, which is a miniature museum of the world, but I only work there three days a week. You know, so that's my that's my side hustle. And you do and design Marcus work. My, you do design work for them. Yeah, I do art direction. I do um, the museum um, kind of uh, information design. Yeah, and help with the the exhibitions and the curation of stuff. And so, describe um, what it is to people, because you just said it real quick. Yeah, it's uh, I always say it's a miniature museum of the world, but it's it's like a train set on steroids. And it's 50,000 square feet with with uh, with uh, miniature models of different nations such as Asia, Europe, Russia, New York City, and um, the Middle East and Africa. Coming soon. Africa's coming soon. A lot of problems with that. <laughs> a lot um, of problems with Africa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they're all built in, in corresponding nations. And then we have our own in-house team that, that soups them up and... and improves them um 
but yeah, Russia was built in Russia and New York was built in Brooklyn. So it's really cool and, and inspiring. And, um, and even there, I'm, I'm inserting bark, um, like bark statues and little barks around the museum. So eventually I want to try to have a little bark scavenger hunt in there. That's so cool. And and the people are on board with that or they don't know? It's like, oh, oh. it's like low-key. Oh, no, no. It's low-key, bro. <laughs> I, I go, fuck, listen to this podcast. Don't listen to it. Don't tell. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. So just kidding. Just kidding. Don't listen to it. Um, um, yeah, I just, I think that's another thing you got to do, man. You just got to do it. Yeah. You know, like, and if you do it and you really think it's cool, other people will think it's cool, man. Yeah. Just, just take it upon yourself to, to take action. You know, I'm, I, I'm not saying that like people aren't gonna help you out, man. Like I have one of my biggest assets is my the friends that I have. You know, I'm able to create plush toys and and um and like pillows and I have, I have these fashion friends that help me make all this different kind of stuff and give me this different um angle to the game. You know, um I, I always thought that ha- not being because I didn't study illustration, I studied graphic design. When I always thought it was a huge hindrance because at the end of the day, I love cartoons and I wanted to be in animation. But now I'm learning, nah, I just want to be my own. I want to be a pirate, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, just jumping around. Yeah, I want to be a pirate of the game. Hit me up for shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I want to, I want to, I want Bart to become real. I want Bart to become alive. That's, that's my true, that's what I've really been. It might change next year, you know? But, but, this, but right now, that's my, that's my mission. It's to it's to it's to bring this guy to life, you know. Like genetically engineered. Yeah, that that is. Hey, Mark Dude, could you imagine? Do it. Could you imagine do it? if you started making these weird, <laughs> like a living <laughs> animal, a living animal that was bark, and like it'd be so out of control because bark's so rowdy. You'd unleash, Bro, you'd oh unleash the beast, and it would start to like terrorize, like just fucking go bananas. That should be one of the storylines, dude. That'd be hype. You like you just like animate him in, and he's like wrecking the city, and like you've created him, and like now you have to figure out what to do. I either need some three D CG friends, or I need some scientific mutation DNA genetic. Yeah, you need some Russian scientists, bro. You know they're doing like the crazy genetic manipulation and like CRISPR. You need to get CRISPR. You need to get that 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 uh, DNA hacking app that people have now and get a dog get like a puppy and and get crisper going and then just start to like genetically engineer these like weird dogs in russia i like it i like it here we go bark for real bark for real i think that would be a crime against animals but maybe not not in russia though not in russia like i said like i said you just gotta go out and (laughs) you gotta you gotta change dude i mean the rules are bullshit who made up these rules fuck it hey hey (laughs) meanwhile meanwhile i get fired from my job next week and i get arrested for fucking trying to mutate dogs (laughs) (laughs) fucking new jersey animal control show up in your house like we heard you're breeding dogs here and fucking genetically manipulating. That's oh, a cartoon. That's a cartoon dog. <laughs> yeah, I remember you first applied to camp. Uh, obviously, you applied to camp, and you had the you had the early at that point the earliest. Uh, oh yeah, I did. Application video, and you were like. It was like you. So the first time I ever saw you oh was God, in the video yeah. and you're like walking God. through the woods and then you sit down on a log and you start to like convulse and then you're like, Bleh, and like bark comes out of your mouth and like runs away. Right. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, there's a smoke, a green smoke cloud. You know what that green smoke is? 
<laughs> that green smoke. <laughs> out of the green smoke comes out of my mouth, and then uh, Bart comes out of this cloud yeah. and walks away. Uh, yeah. Runs away to the other side of the camera, and then I go to the other. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that was the first animated application that we got. Because now we get like we usually get like a couple animated applications every time now. And uh, but that might have been the first one because I remember being like, oh Snap. shit, like this dude, like he applied this early and he did like an ill animated shit. Like I was like, yo, this guy's this guy's probably cool. Bro, bro, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about fuck. Somebody's working harder than me right now, and that's why I stay up late at night till like fucking three a.m. And then when I go to sleep, I'm fuck, somebody in China right now is waking up. <laughs> I mean, it is true. It is true. There is definitely it's always true. someone working harder See? than you. He said, oh, once again, people. It's true. The truth. I can't <laughs> argue with you. It's true. There is and always someone working us, harder. And that brings us to championship mentality. Oh, right the championship now, mentality is crucial, bro. Right now, yes. I know that you claim that you're album cover champion. That's right. Album and cover you can have champion that. You can of have the world. That. But I'm telling you right now. Yep. I am. Pound for pound, uh oh, most athletic illustrator artist in the game. Come oh, see me. Yes, the official, come see me on the courts. The official Come see me on the mats. Come see me. The We're getting belts. We're getting so, belts. Bro. So what? What are your accolades? Tell tell people about what your what your um physical what your right, sports right, prowess right. entails. Okay. Well, in high school, I was. Uh, we were second place only because one of my fucking friends took five hour energy. Um, and got diarrhea. And we lost, <laughs> we lost the cross country championships, got second place by one place. That's fine, but I got the miles under me, so that's the endurance. so that's cross country, that's the cardio, that's endurance, that's, that endurance. Endurance. that's, cardio. that's cardio. Yeah, then I got. The quickness. I got. I played basketball. Fast twitch muscle time. fiber. I actually, Fast twitch. I actually feel like a failure in life because I'm not in the NBA. <laughs> I thought you could go. I thought you had the opportunity to go to the NBA, but you turned it down right. to be an artist. Because, well, because the world needs bar. Right. That's true. So, 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 but I'm just saying, quickness basketball. Yep. And jits. Jiu jitsu. Jits. Which 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 I which I'm not that good at, but it's uh, it's really fun. <laughs> you're that's you're a three sport athlete though, dude. That's pretty but, impressive but that for an be, artist. But that might be a humble brag. Come see me on the mats. Oh, um, so but, but, and, but, and but, but listen to me. But listen to me. Pound for pound. Pound, pound for pound. Because how much pound do you weigh? Pound. You weigh like oh, you weigh like a hundred yeah. pounds. I'm I'm buck forty. I'm a buck forty. Okay. After I take a shit in the morning. All right. <laughs> How much do you weigh before you take a shit? Like 141, 142. 145. <laughs> that's laying, a big shit. Laying out a load. That's, dude, that's, that's, that's making beef stew. That's what that's why I call making beef stew when you get up and take a five-pound shit. I don't want that. Beef and it just stew. fills up the toilet and you're topping it off and it's touching uh, your it's going uh, back in. You shit so called? much, it's going back in. It's backing up the line. I heard about I heard about a beached whale. Is that what they call it? Beached whale when it's like is that like if you flush but then it's like stuck on the side of the toilet still? Yeah, I, I might have made that up. I might have made that up. I like that. We're, just, we're making up shit. Yeah, stuff. We make up shit, shit. Yep. Okay. 
But yeah, so that's the official announcement. We're getting that's bells, the official right? announcement. You were talking about that. So you're the you're uh, the pound for pound most athletic illustrator in the game. That's your claim. Yep. Yep. Three yep. sport athlete. Do you still run? I mean, in basketball, obviously, but do you yeah, run do in it? basketball? I run. I run up the stairs. <laughs> up the stairs. Catch trains. I watch to catch. I run to catch subway trains and buses. Yeah, yep. no, I run. That's legit. That's the that's the fucking urban Olympics right there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like it. Jiu-jitsu, basketball, and you legit play in an organized pickup league, right? Basketball? Yeah. No, I don't. I oh. play. I play. Guess what? I don't play organized, but I'll play anyone. But you play on the regs, like in a or what? Oh, yeah, what is the regs. setup? Because you're like, oh, I got, I got bought. Like you have like times where you go to play every week. Yeah, yeah. I go uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. Yeah. At night, yeah. Sick, dude. I was up there. The snows, like, like there's like just tiny, tiny patches left. I was up there fucking shooting hoops. My oh, shot, shit. my shot oh, carried shit. over the winter, dude. My shot carried no over way. the winter. I was fucking drilling them, bro. Oh, I got to pump metal, up the ball. I, the ball's a I little, the, the ball's sound. a little deflated. The ball's a little deflated because it was up there all winter too. But I, I got it a, up. I got an extra ball. I think I'm gonna bring that. Um, yeah. We yeah, we can get, get we'll, we'll, some we'll knockout. Get a, we need to get some, yeah, knockout, and uh, we're we're definitely gonna uh, we're gonna have some rowdy fucking okay. games. Can can I just say, can we can we just please um, recruit some athletic scouts? <laughs> That's gonna be part of it. We need to like we need to have like a we need to, part of the video should be like a combine video where like you have you know, to yeah, do like a saying. forty yard you know dash. What? You know what? Cause I'm tired of <laughs> being up on that hill all alone every morning. Of being so, oh yeah, of, of beating everybody in the run. This is lonely up there. Yeah, it's true. Cause yeah, dude, I mean, it's that's lonely being on top, being the most athletic pound for pound illustrator in the game. Oh, that's a lonely it, it, tower that you're in, dude. You must feel the same as the album cover champion. I know the album cover world champion. I'm out looking over everybody's heads. I'm out looking over the tree. I'm, a, I'm above the tree line. Everybody else is down in the swamp, bro. I'm above the tree line. I fucking it's beautiful. I can see ever I can see the pearly gates of heaven out there. Beautiful wow. vistas, but it's lonely. Bro, I'm excited for these belts. <laughs> I, know, I said this, this is the third time you haven't said anything about the belts. <laughs> I want the belts, bro. Dude, we gotta we gotta keep some of our shit secret, dude. Like you said, we oh, gotta shit, keep bro. some right, right, uh, right, right. some plans. I gotta be. Don't blow it up! Don't blow it yeah. up, bro. Oh my god, I'm so excited about camp this year, and uh, about what? About the 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 news. Remember I messaged you the other day. Wait, I don't segment? remember. What? I don't the se- remember. The segment. Wait, what? Well, I don't remember. Um, about a market news segment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, dude, you're trying to blow up all the secrets, dude. Don't tell all the secrets. Dude. I can't. I tell can't them the down low, bro. You want to talk about that? You want to talk about that? Well, there's okay, a rumor. There's a rumor that Bruce. Oh, there Biggums, a rumor? There's a rumor that Bruce Bigums might be doing some coverage of camp. We'll say that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just want. We don't want to blow up. I don't know. I don't know. I heard something. Yeah. In the wind. Yeah. That's all I heard. Yeah. It was like. Ah. Uh, 
Have you have you checked out the After Hours Bruce? You know about uh, After Hours Bruce? No, is that a new one? It's I've been doing videos to like co-promote that on my Instagram story, but I'll post that up. I'll post it up. Oh, it's, like that's Bruce, the funniest Bruce Bing, part. Your that's character, the funniest like shit. Bruce Bigham's relaxing at home. After Hours, I sent you one video of me doing the Billy Walk. But oh it's like yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I all, saw that. Yeah, that kind of ridiculous shit. Okay. But um, but yeah, I'll post that. Up. That's the yeah. that's the Adult Swim like. Rated R version yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of of content. So. Oh, I love that's that. another thing, man. Is that I realized because a lot of people ask me if like Bark is good for kids, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's definitely not geared towards kids. If your kids, if your kids are like uh, doing drugs and like you know they're very like old, if they're old children, if they're old children. <laughs> If your kid's 40 and lives in your basement, Bark is for, for yeah, that kid. It depends what you mean by kid, because I call everyone kid. I say we got a bunch of new kids coming to camp. It's good for those kids. That's so true. I'll That's always true. say that. I'll be like, it, like people won't know about training camp, like just people that I'm talking to in regular life. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I do this camp. And like kids come from all over the world. And they're like, kids come from all over the world. Like how, like, how do you manage them? Like, where are their parents? I'm like, no, they're not like, they're not like children. That sounds super sketchy. You're like I run a camp and kids are sent here from all over the world. You can't, you can't. If you, if you're, if you're a grown adult and you're, camp counselor it's a little creepy yeah it could be it could be creepy it could be it's potential nowadays <laughs> nowadays nowadays people definitely have to write you got to raise an eyebrow we've heard too many weird things <laughs> nowadays you uh only children should be able to interact with other children now adults should never be allowed around children anymore don't even look at my kid. <laughs> it should just be child island where they get sent to and children just have to raise themselves <laughs> Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, about park for kids. Park is not for kids. Yep. Um, Adults. So if you want, yeah, I feel bad because a couple people. Well, I told you some, some well, every once in a while. I'm trying to think if it's happened more than the one time, but like uh, some people have. I feel like it's happened a few times where some people, someone's come to my website. Uh-huh. Like from knowing me from Adventure Time, like a grown up, and they're like, "Oh, like this is not. You shouldn't have like you shouldn't do work right. that's not appropriate for children because you your work is like on Adventure Time." <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about, man?" Yeah, that's man, and that's funny. something I'm realizing too. Is but you just gotta like do what you think is cool and funny and awesome. You know? Yeah, who yeah. cares? It's not yeah. gonna get. And like, just, dude, kids, like true. when I was a kid, dude, I loved finding inappropriate shit and like watching oh, adult definitely. movies and like watching Predator. Like all I wanted to do was see things that weren't appropriate for kids. Like, you know, like, you know what? You know what? Bark is for the kids. You need to remarket this whole thing. To Bark. <laughs> dude, ages five and uh, ages five and under. Bark is for ages five and under, dude. <laughs> Barkland, you gotta go around get a big like get, you need a bark suit that you can get in dude like one of those like mascot suits you need a bark you know mascot just, suit i just discovered uh, the power of a hot glue gun of hot glue yeah hot glue gun that's a game changer bro yeah what are you gonna use it for i know you can i know you can like glue things together i'm gonna make a mascot in soon oh with hot glue what are you gonna like make a cage and like put felt all over it 
Yeah, like those suits, like dude, cause, like I think Caged. I told this. I think I told the story of getting. It's got. They're like the the framework inside feels very cage like to those things. Because I told you what, or I told. I think I've told people that, uh, or maybe I didn't. I but I got fired from McDonald's when I was sixteen, and but that same day I wore the grimace outfit like i went out front they were like does anybody want to wear the grimace outfit and i was like i'll wear it i'll wear it and i went out it was like a traffic circle in new hampshire and i was in the grimace suit waving at cars and those suits are so hot but it's like a big heavy suit that you strap on like you i think you put suspenders on and it holds it up and then they put the head on you or whatever but it's like it's like a cage inside it's like a metal there's like a wire framework it feels like a cage kind of and then it was like the material was all applied over that I'm not making no McDonald's torture device. I'm gonna make a hat that looks like Bark's head. I love that. Oh, bark hats would be crucial, dude. Like a blue hat, like with his eyes on them, and then like maybe his teeth are somewhere, like on the rim or something like that, or around the that'd be sick. That's how I'll do that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right now. Stop the pod. <laughs> on the phone, on the podcast, place the order for this product. Oh, so tell people all the products that you have, because one of the coolest things you do, and I think, you know, like, I mean, you're 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 really transcending the definition of an illustrator with really uh, incorporating your interests of, of 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 getting into these fun videos, getting into all the all the products that you make. But go over like some of the products you make, because I think that's one of the things that really sets your work apart. Right. Thanks, man. Um, well, yeah, I try to make, I try to make, obviously, things that are different and things that illustrators don't show, but I do have, you know, comics and t-shirts and stuff, but, um, I, I, I try to make different things like that, and this has come from maybe my childhood, you know, I think one of the coolest things that I made was, uh, a scratch card, um, and it, and it kind of works as a print, and then you get, maybe you get a prize, maybe you don't, you know? Um, so scratch cards, I make toys, comics. What toys did you make? Tell to what toys. Give some yeah. specifics. Okay, so I have uh, I have a Doctor Op and Pill Pal figure um, mm-hmm. that comes from the Side Effects comic. Super um, cool, posable. That... Like like it's a it's a it's yes. a, co- a character from your comic with a moving head and arms, right? Yeah, yeah, and and so so the story of Doctor Op and Pill Pal and Side Effects is that um, there's they're this medicine that cures whatever problems you have, whether it's, you know, any everyday problems, whether you're like pissed off at your shitty job or you just fucking broke up with somebody or any, any problems that you have, you can take this medicine and um, it'll cure you. So that's, that's just a little, little, you ingest the characters and then like, like in the comic, you'd like the, someone ingests the characters and then it's like the characters are in yeah. their body, like going around mm-hmm. and like battling the like diseases in their body who are like characters and shit. Yeah. And that's yeah, the and comic I mean, you were working on at, at camp. You brought that comic to camp and then you were working yes. on it, right? Yeah. I, I, uh, I made that at camp. When I you were a cadet. Yeah, when I was a cadet, um, and then I and then I came out with toys later on that had packaging that looked like a little um, medicine box, mm-hmm. you know. And then I included a little receipt from the from the Belly Deli, which is a store inside the comic, and again bringing things from that reality into the real thing, yeah. Bring yeah. from bringing things from my matrix into reality, um, and trying to make it as real as possible. And I also. That that was that was when I also dabbled in some videos too. My sister works at a Walgreens, 
and I asked her, yo, can I put a bunch of these toys in here and we'll take a little video of me like stocking them as a, as a belly belly clip. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that, so yeah, I made toys. Um, I really love to make packaging. I think that comes from my graphic design background. I think like when you're buying something of mine, you're paying for also the packaging and the presentation. You know, you, you, you just pulled this directly from the world. It's not just a, a toy that's in a plastic bag stapled together. You know, it's, it's an actual medicine that you purchased, you know? Yeah, it looks just like you bought, like, a medicine with all the packaging and then, like, the receipt looks like a real receipt. Like, the level, that's what I think really, really gets, really pulls pulls people into your world is the level of, like, thought and detail that you put into all the, like, and that, like, you get the scratch ticket when you buy it and it's, like, this whole little package and you're like, oh, my God, like, this came from, it does feel like it came from another dimension. It's not like I bought an art toy. It's like, oh, my God, like, this is real. Like, this is a real thing yeah yeah i really like to i really like to give people more than what is surface level you're buying this toy but you really it comes with a bunch of more stuff i think it's it's i love again back to surprise i love to to buy something and then when you get it it comes with a little sticker it comes with a little detail about what you just got you know yeah, even yeah. if it's just a tag i love things that are, are, are giving you more than what's on the surface you know? yeah and 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 so yeah, I just came out with the the most recent stuff is the Bark Labs uh, items. And so there's a sweater and there's a, there's a t-shirt, but I also included a uniform that that the uh, the scientists in the comic are actually making, are, are actually wearing. Mm -hmm. You know, and then um, I just came out with a rubber pin. You know, again making things that are different. Um, people have never seen a rubber pin. You know, so so just even small details like that go somewhere different. Do make things and. and create things that people aren't making. yeah and the rubber pin the rubber explain yeah. to people what the rubber pin is because that's really cool and how you packaged it yeah so so the barkteria rubber pin is um it came actually out of the barktober series that i talked about it was uh one of the four panel comics at the end or at the beginning um one of the comics it, it's a uh, it's a uh, first you see a uh like this kind of bacteria blob amoeba type of thing and then it and then it's just evolution so it's bark evolution theory so it's, it's the bacteria and then it's like a fish and then it's uh, like a prehistoric wolf and then it's bark right so that came from that and, and again stumbling upon this that's where this latest series bark lab was born and it went all the way to a to a display at toy tokyo yeah you know? yeah and it's just jumping off of ideas. Um, so I took that, I took that idea, and I created Bark Labs, this Bark Lab series where Bark is being operated on. I made a, I made a Bark plush, which my friend she helped me out with. Shout out to Dolly Milk. Um, check her out; she does dope lingerie and stuff. Um, but I made, I made another kind of month long um, uh, comic that I posted every day or every couple of days. That was the story of Bark Labs and what Barteria is. So Barteria is this is this. Um, they don't know the scientists don't even know what it is. It, it's, it, it could be it could be good. It could protect you from a bunch of diseases, or it could rid the world of all human life. You know. Um, so I made this I made this whole comic just about this one pin um, that I released later on, and and the Barteria pin comes in a little petri dish, and it looks like there's there's some bacteria around it and then it's it's uh, pinned into the backing inside of a an actual petri dish that i bought which i thought it was going to be really expensive but they're like pieces of shit just 
<laughs> yeah, so it's it's so cool. It's like this little rubber pin that's like an amoeba, but it's bark, and then it's like in this. The packaging is the petri dish, which is yeah. just so fucking cool. Yeah, I really like I really like the way it came out. I was uh, I was really excited about that too. But but um, but yeah, it's just it's just I try to support everything. Like if there's a if there's a merch that I, that I come out with, I want it to be supported by a story. And, and again. We're dropping gems here, bro. We're dropping gems. <laughs> Pick them up. Get to we... gather. Get a bag to gather up all these fucking gems. Where's your gem bags at? Where's your gem bags at? Um, so we're talking about patience. We're talking about surprise. Here we're going to talk about narrative. That's huge. Dude. Mm-hmm, narrative mm-hmm. is everything, man. Yeah, that goes right directly back into into branding and and your storytelling. The narrative has to be there. You know? Yeah, it's, it's the depth. You need to give people depth to look into. Service level, it's this cool thing, but underneath it, there's all this stuff that supports it. There's a whole scaffolding to support this one stupid pin. Right. It's a stupid pin. Right. But I made all this stuff around it. Why? I don't know. I just think it's cool. But but once you look deep into it, that's I I, uh, I have a lot of friends who are in fashion and, and look, it's just clothes. It's just a T-shirt. But when you look into it, there's all fashion is its own art. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's actually one of the hardest arts because you have to make something that looks good on anybody. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so and it has to hang right on on. There's all these. My friend tells me you gotta you gotta see how it hangs on the on the um the shelf on the hanger, and then you gotta see how it looks on the people. It's it's just there's a whole depth to 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 this world, and and you know I try to apply that into my own things in my own way. You know, so just taking things from different industries and and whether it's fashion or it's, it's design, it's architecture, just taking all that and and feeding it into yourself. You know, don't just live in this illustration bubble. Yeah. Look out! Look out into the world. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. They're like, they're like, what is, what do illustrators do? What, how do I become a professional exactly. illustrator? What are the rules of that? Oh, this is the path I have to follow to do that. You know, and yeah, I mean, I think that if you limit yourself to what's been done before you, then, you know, I mean, you want to being having fun, mixing and mashing, mashing stuff up like you're talking about cross art forms, cross cultural, all that stuff. That's where you start to get into some really fun new territory and and start to stand out. And I think another cool thing about what you're talking about is that, you know, you you is you know i mean we're 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 going back and and talking about all these things but it's like you didn't have a vision of this when it's all started it's like you do this comic and then you're like oh i could make this pin with it and like you know you start to figure out like you have all these ideas you're executing them and then as you execute the ideas you get all you get the whole next level of ideas and then ideas off of that and ideas off of that and i think that's so crucial that's so important to share with people no, absolutely, absolutely. That's getting a, that's... that momentum going. It's getting that momentum going. No, no, going. hundred. I just clapped. I just clapped. <laughs> you know why I just clapped? Because I'm fucking hyped up, and that's what I'm talking about, man. It's like after, like when Alfonso told me about Mocha and gave me a chance. I've been trying to get into the show for years, but they don't want the kid to win, bro. <laughs> Dude, you can't let him hold you back. Exactly. So Alfonso gave me that shot, and I fucking dunked the shit out of it, man. You did. It was. I, I like I went in and, and I just tried my hardest to, to do the best I can and have the best show and, and it went really well, you know, like the, the response and, and, and just I got so many good interactions and I was another thing is like sorry I'm gonna go off track again. But I didn't have business cards, but I was like, what's better than a business card? I'm gonna give them 
free paper choice. And y'all can go get free paper choice at parkthedog.com. There's a link to the gum road. But um, I was giving out free paper toys, and I thought, hey, this is much better than a business card because if they actually make it, they're taking the time and 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 building bark, literally. You know, yeah. they're 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 all my information's on there, but but beyond that, they're they're really getting um, they're becoming a part of the world. You know, they're they're spending more time than they would just looking at a business card and putting it in their wallet or, or leaving it in their wallet and it gets all crusty. You know, they're, they're going to make this, you know, and not everybody did, but, you know, the people that do, those become, like, real fans, you know? Yeah, and so, then that's, like, um, an artifact that's, like, going on their desk or their shelf or whatever, you know, yeah. not just, like, a yeah. business card that God knows where the fuck they end up. Exactly, exactly. Um, what was I talking about before that? Uh, I don't know. We were saying momentum, and you were clapping. Oh yeah, momentum. You, you, oh, yeah. Cla- you were clapping with your wireless <laughs> AirPods. Clapping again. I just did like three miles in my living room, right <laughs> and a couple push-ups. You didn't hear those, but I did a couple push-ups. Um, but momentum, and yeah. So I took that. I took that energy from Mocha, and and I, I again I, I said this in the beginning, but I gave it a shot, and and it became something at Tokyo, and from Tokyo. I, I made these videos like how am I gonna how gonna excite people my shit is there but how am I gonna excite people to go and look at it so I made these funny videos of me as a as a as a news reporter out on the field Bruce Bigham's here live on the field reporting for Park News um, and and you know and that that's also built off of the the momentum and energy I get from listening to podcasts and, and everything you know all the conversations we have and, yeah and, no that was so genius because yeah. I didn't know like I didn't know that's where the Cause we hadn't like had a conversation about that and I was following the videos, but I didn't know that like bark because you did the thing where bark gets, gets stolen and you were looking yeah, for yeah. him and then he ends up at toy Tokyo. And I was like, cause I knew the toy Tokyo thing was happening oh and then you did yeah, it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so fucking genius. Like you fucking led everybody right to toy Tokyo. And the funny thing about that was that you said some people wrote to you and thought that bark, bark was really like yeah. st- that someone really stole bark Dude. from you. Dude, um, so I forgot. In between Mocha and um, and the Toy Tokyo thing, when I had pitched the Toy Tokyo, my friend invited me to this DJ party. Um, this I met this girl once at the store that he worked at, and she, apparently she's this huge Russian DJ, and she had a show at Mix Mag. Do you know Mix Mag? No, I don't know anything, bro. It's I live. Like, in, I'm, a, yeah. I'm I'm an old dad who lives in Vermont. Okay. <laughs> Fucking jump forest hermit. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's apparently, this I don't know. I don't know shit too. Dude, settle down over there, bro. What's all those alarms? Are you ringing bells over there and shit? Dude, I'm on a fucking schedule, man. <laughs> dude, you're losing your mind. <laughs> this is why you had to stop drinking, dude. Because then you add this with the alcohol, and then you fucking self destruct. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so rowdy. I'm so rowdy. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just too much, man. That's why, that's why you gotta stop. Yeah, sometimes, so sometimes I do, I do. I, that night, so back to the mixed mac thing. I did drink a little, but then I, I was under control though. Bark was under control. Oh, you were drinking um, at the party. You were drinking at that DJ party. Yeah, bro, fucking Russian DJ party. Dude, you play, party. You're playing no, Russian shit. roulette over there, dude. You, you have one dude. too many shots, and you could have blown that shit. I know, but I did it. I did it. So what happened? So what happens? What happened is that I'm wearing my my bark paw, which is an exclusive. It was it was released only in person at Mocha, 
They're going to be coming soon. Bark, Lucky Bark Paws are uh, severed bark paws, and if you wear them, they bring you good fortune. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Um, and those are plush? What are those made of? I've seen those, them. Yeah, they're plush. It's a plush yeah. with a red chain. With a red so chain good, it's so up, good. The like product, there. the level of like, like we're, we're, we're like, we're jumping back and forth and, and sort of half describing these products, but people need to go, you know, well, well it's barkthedog.com, right? Or just yeah, bark.com. Bark Bark the dog, bark the dog with a C. Yeah. Um, just like sometimes you can spell Mark with a K. Sometimes you spell Mark with a C. Right, you know? and and yeah, people could pull it up on the website and look at all the products because the products are off yes. the chain. Like the amount of the amount of creativity that's going in these products is ridiculous. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, and I think these products are, are just like an illustration piece. Yeah, you know, totally. I don't, it, I don't treat it different than that. Yeah. Oh, it's like a like, real life. It's like me. a three D manifested illustration piece, yeah. dude. It's exactly. the best. I make all this shit for me. Like, if you guys can like it, if you like it, you like it. But like, I love this shit, you know. So, if you want to be a part of me, be part of me. But like, I just try to make stuff that I love and yeah. wear and use. Um, but yeah, okay. Back to back to the Russian techno DJ dark party. This was um, first of all, check out Julia Gober. Her shit. Her her fucking techno is some dark. Like Aku, uh, Samurai Jack techno future shit. I love mm-hmm. it. It's amazing. She's she's a very talented uh, DJ, and she makes all her own audio and all her own sounds. She's not just pressing buttons. She's like recording sounds and making these sets, mm, right? Dope. Um, so I was at this party. We got little tips. Got free drinks at the bar. Blah blah blah. And and she comes over to me and she's like, Oh, I love that paw. Can I wear it? It'd be great for the stream. And she, I was like, yeah, definitely take this part. And she's like, did you make this? And I, and I said, yeah. And I had just come from Toy Tokyo pitching the uh, pitching the display. And I showed her the the um, the bark plush that I had in my backpack. She was like, wow, can I take this for the for the live show? I'm gonna put it right on the the DJ booth. So she takes it, and I'm thinking, oh my god, this is perfect. And then she says, she says. Um, the whatever makes mag guy was there saying, Oh, um, looks like Julia brought a friend here. What's your friend? And she's like, Oh, this is Bark. Um, he, uh, this is an international Bark. Gah, gah. So I say to Russian, I'm like, Oh my god, and I'm recording this. I'm like, Oh my god, this is perfect. I didn't know what I was gonna do with that footage, but I put it in, I made it into this campaign of Bark being lost. So I recorded this video of me um, acting like I was drunk, just waking up like, oh, I lost Bark last night at this crazy Russian party. And it, it would cut to like a, a little snippet of the party where Bark is right in front of her DJing. It's like, bah, 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 bah. That's, some, that's my dark techno uh, <laughs> music uh, impression. Um, and then it would go back where I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then the next couple of days at lunchtime during work, I would go and put up these these uh, flyers of Bark, Bark being lost. So you could rip a tag out and it would have my website. And I would just put up these flyers and make silly videos and comments um, and like stupid little jokes about about uh, like how much of an idiot this guy is or like look at these stupid pigeons. Um, and then the next day I, I, I went into Times Square and I started like yelling, Bark's lost, blah, blah, blah. And I made a video about that and people started, people started being like, um, is Bark really lost? Blah, blah, blah. A couple of my friends were like, Dude, you, how could you lose that? And then this one girl, I don't even know who she is. She she comments, honestly, it's a little naive of you to to lose Bark. Um, 
you shouldn't ever trust DJs. I've lost Lola and. Yeah, so but didn't she say like I've done lots of like festivals or something, and people have stolen my props and like oh, she's like super like super kind of mad at you, like chastising she's you. Yes, no, she was pissed. And I, <laughs> I, I I commented back and was like, I know, I'm sorry, I uh, just irresponsible, you know, blah blah. blah. Um, and Zoe, I think Zoe thought it was real too. <laughs> oh, Zoe, y'all, shout out to Smokes Ghost Scout Smokestacks. Yeah, smokestacks. Um, sorry, I tricked you guys. But, um, <laughs> well, because you were uh, putting I, up like lost bark posters, like you know, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. in the city. Oh, but, and then you the stuck, is- and then one of them you stuck it on some dude's back, and he's like, "Hey, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. Who was, was that? <laughs> Did you ask him if you could do that? Who was that?" I'm not gonna say. This person might have not. Um, I did ask some cops. They weren't down for that shit, though. Um, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't fuck with that shit, man. Um, but, what was he saying? Fuck. Um, but yeah, so so I, I made all those posts, and, and the people got, that, that girl got mad, and a couple of people thought I lost it, and I realized, wow, like, wow, this is bringing real emotion from people, people's past traumas. Yeah. That girl lost something, obviously. Yeah. You know, and she that upon me, you know, so, so I'm, I'm thinking this out, I'm like, oh, wow, if I can, if I can pull emotions from people, whether it's, you know, bad emotions or good emotions, it's like, it's that whole kind of everything, you know, like, they can't, they can they can love you or hate you, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think especially I nowadays, love, I, I think nowadays them. online, people are like waiting to have an emotional reaction to things yeah. more than ever, like, and you can play on that, you know, in a positive way and like, and, and, and get that, suck people in. Um, and so, so from that, I didn't even have the Bark News thing in my mind at all, yes. you know? Yes. And I said, oh shit, I could connect, I could connect the Lost to the Bark Labs and then onto Bark News to launch and to, 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 to show people like, hey, we got into this thing, you know, we got into Toy Tokyo. That, and that was, you know, just another creative way to promote what I was doing, you know, and it became a project in itself. That's and so dope. And that's exactly what we were just saying. It's like, you know, where, where you just have an idea, you actually follow through on it. Cause like you, you know, everybody that's like, Oh, I have all these ideas. I have all these ideas. They never do the next step of acting on it. So you have this idea, you have a whim, you start, you, you're, you're following your intuition, which is another thing that we're always talking about, right? You're like, Oh, this could be something. I don't know what it is, but it could be something. Yes, yes. You start to film it. Then the next day you do the next day, you start to figure it out. And then boom, you just go, you follow that momentum down and it's one thing and one thing and one thing. And it's all because you just decided to fucking give this girl a thing, go for it. You know, you could have been like, no, no, I don't want to like, I want to lose it. You know, like how many people do you know that like just miss out on like endless opportunities just because they're not like down to just like go with the flow, like go in there and be like, oh, do it. Just to do it. Just fucking do it. And, And guess what? You know, when I was at that party, I was I and that dog, and you know if anybody, I would have let somebody take that. I would have jits them right on the dance floor. <laughs> You're like, yeah, try to take this from me, bro. Take it, take it. You're drinking. That, that's the that's the flip side. That's the alternate reality of that. Is you ended up back yeah, in jail. That happened. That happened. All hundred percent, hundred percent. And then I would have made it into something else, part of the campaign. You know, so it's like you just gotta go go with the flow, go with the momentum, and it's huge. Even even right now, I'm so. Hyped up right now, <laughs> dude. You, yeah, I'm gonna I take tell. this moment. I feel like you're, you're, get, you're like transforming into your next form right now. 
oh man, I can shoot Kamikaze house right now out my window, and just destroy <laughs> out my building. That's that's what that's what that's what I feel like right now, man. And that's you just gotta be excited, man. That's so. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things we connect on. I feel like we, because you and me talk quite a bit, we're always like face texting and talking about sports and 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 just our projects and shit like that. And I feel like that's one of the things we connect on is the level of hype. Like, and that's why that's why I knew you would be a great fit to be a assistant in the workshop is because we both have just like we both get like insane levels of hype going and uh and use that as fuel you know i think i know that not everybody is wired to have that level of hype but like i think you and me also like really try to amp it up and feed on it and throw the gasoline on the fire and do things that we know will get us like insanely hyped up like we love to hype but like when we watch the ufc together like here again oh we're God. like losing our fucking oh we're like jumping up and down and like punching oh each other like losing our fucking yeah, minds yeah. like I'm ex- uh, yeah yeah i love yelling <laughs> i love it i love losing. i love losing it i love getting so hyped it feels so good because you know your body's like going nuts with the dopamine your body's letting loose all the chemicals and like all the yeah you're just getting high we're just getting high dude we were talking about this before if you you don't get excited like it's one thing it's one thing to play sports not everybody can play sports and like from, from from playing sports like i get this weird like victory adrenaline thing that like really calms me down right you know um, but if you're, if you can at least watch sports and be excited about something, it doesn't have to be like basketball or, or fucking UFC, but like that excitement that you're, that you're like, poor, you're, 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 uh, invested in these people and yeah. you just get, ah, you know, oh my God, ah, ah, like that, people need that, man. People don't have yeah. that. I feel bad for them. I yeah, no, bad. people think, yeah, no, people, that's like, if people think it's really silly to get, like, super, some people get think it's silly to get so hyped up over sports, like, who fucking cares? I could do that, but, like, if you, <laughs> that's something that we were talking about, what you're, what you're referencing is we were, like, we, I think it was after one of the UFCs we watched where we were just going, like, ballistic, like, just, like, losing our fucking minds in the camper watching it, and, and, oh we, I love that. I love what I love the next morning after we watch our UFC at camp, we're like doing the moves and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we let ourselves get so hyped up, and then we were talking about it. We were like, "Man, imagine if like you didn't watch sports, like what, or like, or like you weren't, you know, you weren't doing, you weren't playing sports, or 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 like a fa- like a super fan of sports. Like, when would you ever get this hyped up about something? Like, you don't oh, yeah. watch, you don't watch a movie, and like you might like clap at the end of a movie, but you're not like." you're not screaming at the television dude i used to get i used to get kicked out of the like a cartoon network i would watch um i would watch bat i would watch the basketball games at the studio and they made me move i used to get kicked out of the lounge because i would get i would just be watching by myself and i would get so loud that like i remember one time kelly cruz the producer of adventure time she, she said she was on the phone in her office which is like you know like in the in the in the build it's like in the same area but it's like it's a bit bit far away and then like her door would be closed and she said the person on the that she was on the phone with was like what is going on like in the background it was me like watching a watching an nba game like drinking beers and getting like 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 i'm in the stands at the arena like that that hyped and rowdy like alone in the middle of the day like people would complain they'd be like he's so disruptive he's way too loud but like dude it's the best like letting yourself get that hyped up is the best feeling in the world oh yeah oh yeah 
especially about things that I think that they don't really matter. Yeah. No, it's just a, it's a game and it's silly. It's a, it's you gotta be silly, you know, to get yeah, that's the beauty like of that. it. And then you get to walk away. Yeah. It's not like all of a sudden, yeah. like you, yeah. like like a yeah. wolf is eating your child and you're like losing oh, yeah. your mind. And then the rest right. of your that's life, then the rest of your about. life is terrible. It's like you're getting so hyped up, almost like you're in the fight or something, or you're or like you like like there's something yeah. really serious happening. But it's then tough. it's over, and you're like, oh wow, that was great. And then you just feel the all the fucking adrenaline and all like the the after effects of like having all these amazing chemicals like hyped through your body it's the greatest feeling ever it goes back to the russians it goes back to the genetics to the dna this is within us this is nature you know True. There's, there's back in the day back in the day there would be hunts there would be turf wars where people would get hyped up like oh shit kill that motherfucker with that spear, you know or <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> jab, jab, fucking jab. Jab that fucking wild boar in the in the gut, you know, yeah. and they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, and so and so it's just natural, yeah. and and if you don't have that, then you just then you just I mean I guess you could get excited about picking picking apples off of a tree. Yeah, you could. I would love. Yeah, that would be. Uh, we should do videos. We should do videos. We should do videos where we're just doing normal shit, but we're getting so fucking hyped up and like losing our shit over it. Like, yo, bite that apple. Peel that apple. Yeah. Oh my God. Peel that apple. Ah! Like, fucking just like, make that salad. Oh, rip that lettuce. Ah! Like, fucking freaking out. But there's a reason that there was a gap after I said apple. It's not exciting. <laughs> you want to fucking? That's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. 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 That's Yeah. I love people that love to get hype. That's definitely, uh, definitely a big part of our connection. I love freaking out. For sure. All right, man. Well, we got an hour thirty-five in the books here. Here we go. Nice, nice. Um. So, uh, so where can people find you? Um. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and my website. Check out my website. If you really haven't checked it out, beyond social media, you can find me on Instagram, Bark the Dog, uh, with a C. But um, check out the website, man. I really tried to do something different um, with the website. So um, check that out. Hit me up. Um, otherwise, the Bark Patreons are going up, and Bark's, Bark's a little sick, guys. Um, in the arms or the eyes of an angel. <laughs> He's a little sick and he needs your help a little bit. So if you can give a dollar, you might be able to get a doctor to visit or fix his broken limbs or have some NyQuil to go to sleep. So. Are you announcing the Patreon right now? It's not a Patreon. It's just you just got to help this this little guy out. This is not a scam. <laughs> yeah. This is a Going real cartoon This is a real cartoon dog. Just like the lost bark flyers. This is a real cartoon dog. There is so. a dimension where this is very real, and we're living in it. This is it. It's real. It's it. It's real. You saw. You saw. There's a real newscaster. There's a real Bark Labs. It's all real. So just if you have it in your heart, that's what I'm saying. If you have it in your heart, <laughs> then 
Just at least at least check at least check Bart the dog out anywhere and everywhere. No, it's Bart definitely worth it's definitely worth following because you actually like we've been describing you you're actually putting a lot of thought into like these campaigns and like it's fun like there's evolving storylines and surprise and it's it's much more than just seeing someone yeah. pop up some images and and uh, you know it's definitely definitely oh, thanks, man. some of the it's probably the mo- most entertaining stuff that I see uh, coming through the feed so I'm always like I'm always hyped for it. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so help save bark go to bark go yes. check it out um and uh and then of course you will be counseling you'll be a counselor uh for the third year uh-huh. in a row uh yeah, at no, Girl scout training camp year seven i wonder what the uh, i'm coming i'm coming for the attendance record. i wonder what the record oh you're coming for greenstone's attendance consecutive attendance record yeah, bro. Yeah, because his is done. It was. I got those. He, he I got was, those vacations. Uh, yes, his is at five, dude. You're not. You're. you're bro, I mean, you're. You're close already. Five, five. But I've been there the full time every time. Oh, so, that, so that's that. true. So it's four. So you're up to four already. No, because you yeah, were a cadet. Yeah. Including so this cadet, year yeah. will be four. This year will be four years in a I row. I think this year will be four. Yeah. Wow. So Andrew. But full. Full. I never come halfway. I'm not a halfway guy. I got vacation days, motherfucker. Oh. Very saucy, very rowdy, very confrontational. Sorry, 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 sorry. I love it. I love it. He's doing his thing out there, man. He's doing his thing out there. I see those, those, uh, the nib, the nib shit he's doing. That's hot. Yeah, well, he's out of the game because he he would have to start over now because he broke his streak. So he'd he'd only be at one. So he's already out of the game. He's like one of the. Now he's at the bottom of the pile. How? I'm gonna strip him of all the accolades I've given him. (laughs) Give me my drawings back. (laughs) <laughs> um so yeah so you'll be a camp um and uh and uh so yeah people I'll, I'll plug the applications and stuff but uh yeah it's gonna come up the application because since camp is early again this year um i mean on it's almost may 1st and then it'll only be a month before applications are due because they're due june 1st and then it's only going to be six weeks after that the camp starts. So camp's like camp's like ten camp's like ten weeks away. Camp's like ten weeks away, bro. Wow. Yeah. Not to mention the summit. Not to mention the summit's going to be uh, the summit. The summit's only like a month away. The summit's only like four weeks away. Yeah, I'm riding up there with Dr. D. Foothead. We're riding up together, whipping it up, whipping work. Oh, for oh, real? Yeah. Foothead's coming up with you. He's going to ride the bus with you. Yeah. If I can get a car, I'm, I'm getting working on this. This uh, this mobile whip car situation. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna and, get uh, a whip. Why don't you guys ride up on do it do a Dumb and Dumber and ride up on your fucking Honda Ruckus or whatever? Oh my god, it won't even start up, man. I gotta take that shit to the shop. Oh no, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't start it all winter. Oh, um, yes, you just need to clean yeah. the carburetor. I need to charge the battery or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, guys. At the end of the day. Check out Bark the Dog stuff, whatever. Um, but but check out the latest uh, coverage of uh, Bruce Biggums on Bark News. Um, I think it's really funny and uh, it's uh, fun stuff. So Sweet. check it out. All right, man. Well, we uh, you can say farewell and then we'll click over and wrap it up. Okay. Farewell. Bye. Ooh.
that was a spicy old beef stew, wasn't it? That was a heaping bowl. That was like we're stirring the pot, a giant pot of beef stew on the stove, and then your elbow knocks the chili flakes in there. Oops. And they're all going in. And all of a sudden, this is a spicy five-alarm beef stew, you know? Me and my man Dusty, me and my man Bark, we get each other hyped up. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen a shrimp and a dog hanging out? You just did in your mind. We were just dancing all through your brain. We were kicking down the doors. We were smashing out the windows to let some fresh air in. Let those stale fucking ideas out. Let that fresh air in. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, uh, you know, as always, use this podcast as a weekly reminder that it's truly up to you. You know, this was a great example when Alex is talking about going out there and fucking bringing Bark out and the DJ saying, hey, can I hold the, the dog? And then him him going, I don't know what I'm going to use this for, but I'm going to use this for something. It's like you're out there. You're out there living your destiny. You're pursuing your goals in everything that you're doing in your life. You're you're preparing yourself for success all the time, right? He was prepared to react to an opportunity there. He created that opportunity and then he didn't just see it and then go, well, maybe next time I'll do that. Maybe I'll come back and try to orchestrate something. He just sees the moment. He took advantage of it and he used it and he built upon it. That created the first wave. Then, in the, then the next wave came where he's doing the investigative reporting and he cooks up this whole scheme so genius and exactly what you want to be doing just really engaged and aware of what's going on around you so that you can be you know that that's what being present in your life as a creative human being is right we're creative animals in this infinite universe stop waiting for stuff to take shape make it right grab that clay and start to mold it yourself and set some goals right now for the week that you know you can do whether they're big or small or whatever they are um you know get get that weekly planner get that dry erase board and start to plan it out plan out the next few days plan out this week plan out what you're going to do next week have a productive day today get in a little productive session tonight if you can you know and turn that into more productivity tomorrow that's how it works one day at a time just being productive it's not some big thing that you need to plan for in the future it's planning each and every day each and every week um, and, and, and just having fun with it, you know, and, uh, you know, as always, when you're out there doing it for yourself, make sure you're taking the time, just like me and Alex are right now to try to inspire other people, right? Don't just do for you, turn around, inspire your friends, inspire people in your community, inspire people in your online community, really take some time and think about what you can say and do either, even if it's just sharing your process, sharing your thoughts, um, um, giving some people feedback on their shit to really pump them up and give them encouragement. You know, these are all ways that you can hype yourself up. Like we and me and Alex were talking about from the workshop, like doing this not only hypes other people up. When you try to hype other people up, you get hyped up. You know, you get hyped. You know, so do that and you will feel your powers increasing. That's the name of the game here. You know, that's what this podcast is all about. That's what the workshop's all about. That's what the Ghost Scouts is all about. And uh, go out, go over to ghostroomglobal.com right now and apply for Ghost Scout Training Camp Year 7. Um, 
because the the as we were talking about the applications are doing about a month june 1st is the deadline for applications um camp starts in mid-july it starts friday july 13th friday the 13th someone's definitely gonna get murdered um there was a bear in my yard uh the 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 dog scare got a bear up a tree uh in the middle of the night i came out and there was a bear up a tree in the in the in my yard here in the woods so uh maybe this is the year the bears come in and eat one of the campers you know saying on the first night on friday the 13th so um You know, it's going to be an exciting year no matter what happens. Whether someone gets eaten alive or not, it's always exciting at Ghost Scout Training Camp. So get those applications in. Stop stop sitting on them. You know, get it done. Don't wait till the last minute because, um, you know, some spots will already kind of be, be, uh, we're going to accept some of the internationals. If you're an international applicant and you haven't done it yet, you're really slacking. You need to get it in ASAP because we're going to be accepting some of the internationals in the next couple of weeks here. Um, so get on it. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's about it. Um, oh, go over and, uh, oh, don't forget to order your Saraswati poster. Pre-order that Saraswati poster. If you want one, you can get it in a combo pack, save a couple of bucks, save $15. If you buy it in conjunction with the Shiva poster, you can get the super fan combo. Um, you can get, uh, you know, that you can, you can buy the Saraswati poster on its own, or you can get the combo with the Shiva, um, so go over there and order those posters because, like I said, if we don't hit that 10 minimum, then I don't know if I'm going to place the order. So um, if you want to see that poster in existence, if you want to get your poster um, now or later, go and order it now because it might not exist later. You know what I'm saying? So um, make that happen. And uh, let's get to the sh- 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 shout-outs. Now, we're doing a little bit different format with the shout-outs. The list is getting longer and longer every day. And uh, we're looking for ways to keep it concise. So one of the ways is I've noticed that actually not every person on the Patreon page contributes to every podcast. Some people, I guess you can like select how much you're contributing or which episodes you contribute to or whatever. So um, from here on out, what we're going to do is we're going to shout out the people that contributed to the last episode of the podcast. So um, it shows that um, when I click on the episode, it shows everybody that contributed to the to the last episode. So that's what, the, that's what we're going to do with these shout outs. So everybody that contributes will get shouted out. Um, on the everybody that contributed to the previous podcast will get shouted out on the subsequent episode. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, big shout outs to everybody who supported episode 34, uh, part two. You know what I'm saying? It was a little QA part two. Um, and uh, we got a whole slew of one dollar members. So, big shout outs to all the one dollar contributors. You are much appreciated. Enjoy your early access to the podcast, enjoy the behind the four skin mini sods um where you really get to see in real time what i'm up to more or less i was a little i was a little late posting up i didn't post up last week's stuff till just now this week but uh we get there you know what i'm saying we get there all right so everybody that contributed to episode 34 getting the shout outs of course if you contribute at the two dollar level you get a juicy beef stew shout out and some people just go above and beyond. And uh, we've got at the top of that list, 
giving $5 per podcast. We've got my girl straight out the online, the 12-week online group workshop, Sarah Ball. Big shout outs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, coming in at the $3 level, we got a big shout out going to Zeta. Uh, getting down to, oh no, we got another $3 contributor for last week's pod. We got my man, Raphael Tang You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to my main man, Raph. Um, all right, kicking it off. This is kind of cool too, because this reorganizes it a little bit. This like scrambles up the names a little bit. It's, it's a different order. Um, so coming straight out of New Zealand, kicking off the $2 members. We got none other than Ghost Scout Sports Magic, a.k.a. Daniel Foothead, who will be starting a three-month Scout in Residence residency uh, in about a month. Wow, that's going to be incredible. Looking forward to it. Um, my man, a big shout out going to Uncle Terry. Big shout outs, my friend. All right, big shout out going to, uh, oh, Hollywood Elite. You know what I'm saying? I mean, with all the bad stuff we hear about Hollywood, we got to be a little suspicious of my man Mark Osborne because he's one of the Hollywood elite. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but he's a good egg. We know he's a good egg. We don't think he's part of the reptile conspiracy. And if he is, we might cut him some slack anyway. You know we're talking about the director of The Little Prince and Kung Fu Panda, none other than Mark Osborne. We don't think he's part of... Uh, all these terrible sex cults that we hear about in Hollywood. Mark Osborne, are you part of a sex cult? Get back at me. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, he is definitely going to be on an episode of the podcast soon, okay? We've got some big things coming on the podcast. We've got some big guests coming in. It's going to be really fun. Uh, all right, we got, oh, the reigning, defending, Ghost Scout training camp, Year six camp champion, Uncle. No, <laughs> I fucked it up. I read the wrong name. John Mansfield, aka Beard Lips. God damn, I was looking at the list. I read the wrong name. Uh, another Ghost Scout. We got a big shout out going to Lermy. Those are back to back bowls of vegan beef stew. Shout out to the vegans. Um, Subtle shade being thrown at the vegans once again by my man, Dusty Lupus. He's so rowdy. He loves to mix it up. Um, I love it. I love rowdy. I love rowdiness. Uh, big shout out to another 12-week online group workshop alumni, Johnny Glines. Much respect to the homie. Uh, oh, over in Denmark, we've got my man, Tri-Man Hunt, eating that beef stew, eating that big bowl of beef stew, you know, hopefully not the, not the beef stew that came out of his enema, you, you probably want to eat the beef stew first, and then you have the beef stew enema, and then you just, you're making, you're making just double, double beefed beef stew, you know what I'm saying, corned beef beef stew, chipped beef beef stew, uh, that's how we do it. Take a shower and some beef stew. Beef stew showers could be good. That could be refreshing. How about a beef stew face mask? 
um, like a, a beef stew facial as a beauty uh, as a beauty um, product. I like that. Um, another 12-week online group workshop alumni, Alexi Giroux. Get that Ghost Scout application in, man. Highly anticipated waiting for Alexi Giroux to apply to Ghost Scout training camp just so we can reject him. <laughs> Nobody's guaranteed. But maybe we'll accept you as well. Uh, big shout out going to Arguably Art. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs. Get that beef stew going. Uh, oh, my uh, current client at the Norway Brewing Company. Big shout out going to Erica Melhus. Um, Man, she's probably making some beef stew right now. Because if you go to their Instagram, they post the most... Pictures of the most delicious food I've ever seen. I'm kind of going insane looking at the pictures of the of the food that they post there. I want to see, I want a signature dish over there that is the go shrimp beef stew. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need on that menu is a special that comes out of the go shrimp beef stew. Um, all right, what else do we got? Uh, we got my man, uh, Anthony Scott. This is totally different. I was getting into the rhythm of like the order of the names, and this is kind of fun. This kind of this mixes it all up. This jumbalizes it. This is a little beef stew jambalaya. Um, Anthony Scott, of course, the uh, world famous stop motion animator. Check his shit out. Uh, Big Beef Stew, shout out going to Wastezoid. Much appreciated. Get yourself a bowl of beef stew, eat it up. Wastezoid doesn't even eat beef stew with a spoon or a fork. Wastezoid eats beef stew with with his or her or its just hands, obviously, or maybe like a tendril, like just a just a just a weird proboscis comes out out of the whatever the face is and just sucks up the beef stew, you know. Uh, big beef stew shout out going to Jawan Gordon. Uh, big beef stew going to another alumni of the workshop, Chris Murray. That's a great uh, indicator of whether I'm like totally full of shit or not, or whether I'm just like a total idiot. Is that people that have actually taken the workshop and listened to me every week for three months nonstop? They can't get enough, and then they come and subscribe to the podcast. So big shout outs to everybody that. Uh, can stand listening to me that much because um, my wife certainly can't. She doesn't even listen to the podcast because she's like, I live it. I don't need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big. Oh, and also Chris Murray, get in that application. You know what I'm saying? Don't slack. Whoever's applying to Ghost Scout Training Camp, get them in. This is the final countdown, y'all. Um, uh, big Beef Stew shout out going to Michael Broncado. Much respect, much beef stew. Thank you, everyone, for contributing. Uh, we got a big beef stew shout out going to Ryan Sims. Uh, big shout out going to Otto Heaney Illustration. Every
every we got so many supporters. This is insanity. It just keeps going. Big beefs too. Shout out going to Chris Win. We're up to 49 contributors. Like, who is going to crack 50? Who's going to be the 50th contributor? We're halfway to our yearly goal of 100 contributors already, which is so cool. Uh, big shout-out going to Steve Winfield Meyer. Get yourself a bowl of beef stew. Uh, more beef stew, beef stew, water fountains, beef stew, fondue pots going out to spook novel. Uh, big beef stew shout out going to Khalil Fry. Much respect. Uh, big beef stew going out to Jesse Kukaka we usually end with that one, but we ain't done yet. Uh, big shout out to Alejandro Fuentes. Killing the online group workshop. Killed it. Murdered it. Put it to sleep and buried it. Um, can you murder something and put it to sleep? Yes, in an infinite universe. Uh, and last but not least... The final supporter of last week's podcast at the shout-out level, Alec Wright. Big Beef Stew shout-outs. All right, so um, if you did not hear your name on it, it's because you didn't support last week's episode. So everybody um, that supports this episode will be shouted out next week. Um, but this is just a way to keep it a little more concise, and uh, the the reward of the shout-out is really for contributing to each podcast, so you get the shout-outs that you paid for, you know what I'm saying? No free rides on this podcast, even though it's a free podcast, <laughs> but you gotta pay for the privilege of that juicy, chunky beef stew. So, uh, big shout-out to people that contribute to each and every single episode, and of course, Everything, even if you only contributed once and bounced, we love it. You know, every contribute, every contribution is just means the world and allows me to really dig in and, and keep going on this podcast, spend my time doing it and enjoying it, and spend my time doing the extras, the behind the foreskin and stuff like that for it, and and just gonna really keep cooking up extra stuff for the Patreon. Like I said, I'm really aiming to make the Patreon page. Um, the ultimate ghost shrimp fan club. So uh, big shout outs to everybody who appreciates it and contributes. Uh, we will see you next week. So until next week, stay positive, stay productive and uh, have a very fun week. All right. Peace out. <laughs>